0: You are now listening to Nerd Thug Radio, episode 49. That's old. That is old. That's old. Almost out of the midlife crisis years.
1: Yeah, you starting to settle back down, regret leaving your wife.
0: There we are. I am your host, co-host, the Captain Joey Savage.
1: I, I guess that makes me your sub-host, Corey <laughs> sub-host? DLG. and uh, Nico DLG. He's always late on that. Yeah, I don't, he doesn't know like, where
0: he's at. It goes, Joey Savage, Corey DLG. DLG Nico D.L.G. Every time.
2: He
1: still is not sure. <laughs> yeah, he's That's not sure. is, this, is it my turn now? Is it my when, go? Do you think me? Do, me, me, <laughs> me? Right here? Do you think I get to say my name now? If you're listening to us on
0: 104.5, 106.1. Nico D.L.G.
3: Oh. Hey, guys. <laughs> Sister Stations. Oh.
0: Conros FM. Uh, worldwide, you are listening to us at?
1: IRLoneStar.com.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or if this is the podcast, what's up?
1: Yeah. Like, if, if you're at home we're, not wearing pants, back. listen to the podcast. Yes. Awesome. I'm not wearing pants when I make this. Or if
0: you're on YouTube, what up, Jazz Hands. Yeah. Hey, guys. Jazz Hands. Jazz Hands. Corey's getting in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, check us out, dirtthugradio.com, uh, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. We are very, very active on the social media. What? Uh, at Twitter is at, at nerdthugradio. Twitter? At Cory DLG. That's right. Ladies. At Joey underscore slappy shot. Um, Corey DLG <laughs> is also M-E-L-Y. on. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Dlg is also on like Bumblebee, Tinder, Singles Only dot com, Christian Singles Only dot com, dot com. true, Jews Only dot com. true, true. Unicorn Lovers dot com. True. Just put in Corey Dlg anywhere you go, you're gonna find this guy.
1: Oh yeah, ladies. sitting across from me. Oh sitting across yeah, from me. Get the uh, Corey cam up. Get the Corey cam. See this guy. This is a.
0: This is this is Corey Dlg. He is uh, 33 years old with a magnificent beard, has a nice office management job. He is here to please your needs. Hit him up.
1: Oh, that was a lie. All right. (laughs) That was a lie.
0: (laughs) I wish you would have had the at Dlg hashtag under there. Yeah. I should have put it up. Mm. So, funny story. Uh, My wife was telling me this week. Uh Uh-oh. Because we are so active on the social media, and all of her friends see it, all of her workmates see it. Oh, Lord. (laughs) One day this week, they, they asked her, I was like, so does he have a real job or, or is this all he does? <laughs> and uh, she's like, no, like he actually has a really solid job. This is what he does on the side for fun. Hopefully it's like something that becomes the only yeah. job, but now, right now we, <laughs> this we, is the goal. <laughs> we definitely slum it out nine to five in the white collar world.
1: That's right. We're, we're office monkeys and we hate it.
0: I know. I know. I feel like I'm in the office, the TV show, like all the time. Dunder, Mifflin? Dunder Mifflin style, bro.
1: Does that make you Steve Carell?
0: Um, no, I don't know who I'd be.
1: You can try and say you're Jim? No, all American hero. I'm not
0: Jim because I am the boss, but I'm not. I don't have Michael's uh, comedic routine down. And Andy was kind of a whiny baby. I think I'm Dwight. Maybe David Wallace. I'm Dwight. I'd be David Wallace, the big boss man.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. that'd be. I'm more like
2: him.
3: Sure. He always aims like four <laughs> spots too high. Like what? anytime no. he's like,
0: aim high, miss high. They might miss all the time. No, never.
2: <laughs>
0: I would be, or I'd I could be, be Daryl. For Daryl. Yeah? Yeah.
1: I'd be Dwight. <laughs> yeah. Sticking that one, eh? Yeah. He's it's like, not, not, no, I'm I'm, not, I'm, I'm Dwight. I'm Dwight. That's, it. that's the only one I can possibly be. Do you be. like Beats? I'd be the assistant office manager.
0: Do you like Beats? No. Then you're not Dwight. You're but, Stanley.
1: No. More like Kevin, maybe. You, Stanley or Kevin. You go too far, (laughs) or or Creed be Creed. I'd be Dwight because I would bring martial arts weapons to the (laughs) office, and also I'd I'd like institute like all of the plans. Okay, it's a fire. Everyone exit to the left.
0: I feel like Zach would be more like Dwight in the office setting.
1: Yeah, I'm probably more of a gym if Zach is Dwight. Like right. I would, right. Yeah, that would be I mean, I would that's play great TV right there. Zach. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's so such great TV there.
1: When we were so this is uh, this is just how much nerds we were. So back way 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 back in high school, and you used to wear jeans. Uh, I did. I used to wear jeans, t-shirts, and sneakers.
0: Those days, my have those days have changed
1: all the time. Okay. That's all I wore. Okay. Uh, anyway, we were in yearbook together, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. uh... He was the editor in chief, and I was the assistant editor. Um, <laughs> I, I love these stories. And he, like he, he would he he would do much to his credit. He has a very good like big grand vision, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he can't handle managing the day to day or like the people. So that was you. That was me. That was what I did. I worked every day to to fill in the spots. That was my job, kind of to kind of go behind him. But how, we would have to argue all the time about stuff. And <laughs> you know us. We're both very like we. We love a good. Or argument
0: listening to you two argue might be one of the greatest <laughs> things. So I can see ever. If our, you don't believe me, go to YouTube and search the Angry Zach transformation. Listen to them to argue. It's right. great.
1: So so Zach and I would argue so, just awesomely and loudly and just thunderously. Uh, the yearbook advisor she told us at graduation that she spent the last two and a, two and a half years like vomiting nervously in the restroom at least once a week <laughs> because we would argue. So intensely, she's like, oh, my God, these two are going to kill each other. <laughs> and it would trip everyone out when we when we would agree on something. Now, he and I have been best friends since sixth grade. We've known each other forever. Like, we already know where we agree on stuff. Right, And right. so when you're trying to get something done, you're just trying to find out where you're not sure and where they're not sure what the answer is. Correct. So that was why we, we were arguing all the time. But neither one of us ever left angry. Like, we were never mad at each other. It didn't matter. We were just trying to make a book. And so, but, like, when we would agree on something, everyone else in the room would be like, wait, did you guys just— why was it so easy? How did y'all do that? And we were like, that we, we, we or, got to common ground. We're done. So like, we agree on probably 90% yeah. of what we're doing.
0: It's so awesome when you're arguing. Like me and my wife do it. Me and my old boss, when he was still cool, we would do that. We'd like, we'd be yelling at each other. Yeah. And then we get to the common ground, and we'd be done. And then yeah. we'd go have a beer afterwards. And, and everyone's that. like, are you guys okay? <laughs> y'all are yelling really loud at each other. Yeah, we're, we're just guys and we're, right. we're talking things out. <laughs> no worries, man. We're
1: good. Right. We could literally walk away from that and be done. Once it was over. Yeah. Okay. And we're finished with this. And we're right. done. But yeah, our yearbook advisor, she said she would go to the bathroom and throw up. Yeah. After, <laughs> after some of our bigger fights, we're like, why? We didn't care that much. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, calm man. down. She was
3: just worried that one day it was just, just going to go too It was going to spill over.
1: Well, you could, I mean, because we're, we're loud. We are loud yeah. arguers.
0: Well, Zach... I wouldn't say you're as much loud. Like you keep the the same tone, right? But uh, good old Zacky boy can just—he can take it to twelve. Oh, he can get to twelve in a matter of seconds. But
1: he's not angry either. No, he's he's not loud.
0: He's just loud. He's getting his point across. Right.
1: Yeah. No. It's definitely. It's. It's. It's got to be weird for people who don't aren't used to that. It
0: can be intimidating if you don't know what's going on. Right.
1: But like, yeah. I mean, we were fine with it the whole time. But we would definitely have these just massive arguments in the room. Like people would leave. Like they would just file out of the room and go to the. There was a room in the back and others. Like they would just go to safety. (laughs) <laughs> like something so was like, going to happen. Right.
0: <laughs> so next month we're going to Louisiana Comic Con again. And, oh, yeah. Tree uh, Fort this time. We should just stage an argument between you two, like in the middle of the con. Middle of the con. And, and like me and Nico like argue. Security. Yeah.
1: No, because we'll get tackled. You know we will. Like, you know uh, let's do it. Out. It'll be a bit, man. We'll be Louisiana great. Louisiana will freak out. Yeah, it'll, it'll be great. They're not we, ready got, we got that. media passes, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Speaking of, like, arguing and stuff, I was supposed to do jerry duty last week. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't really looking forward to it. I've never had to do it. I've always gotten out of it. Okay. either been in school or you know, didn't live in the the city anymore, and and so I got my or just summons. lied and said you couldn't go. And so I got my summons, and the night before I was like, you know, I should check this paper just to see what's going on. And there's a number here in Conroe you can call on the weekends, and it lets you it updates you like okay. if you need to come or don't need to come on Monday. Right. But it was so funny because as you're calling and you're getting to the spot where you find out what's going on. Like this, it's an automated message, it's like the the following is not permitted on court grounds or in jury parking lot. It's like firearms, knives, chains, probably alcohol, alcohol, tobacco, double edged swords.
1: Wait a minute, spray cans. Whoa, I'm like, whoa, what? Double edged swords? What's like, going on here? Out of no single edged. You yeah. can bring single edge, but no double edge. Listen, if your katana has been sharpened on both sides, it's right. illegal weapon. But
0: the funny part is. One if they, edge, you're good. If they put that in an automated message. Oh, yeah, yeah. That means sure. someone showed up to court one time with a double edged sword or, with
3: like, spray cans, like, just ready
1: to oh, go for to sure. town. Oh, sure. You know they did. Someone was like, what is that Wait, rattling both, noise?
3: Both of them in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> double edged sword now. Yeah. Dynamite what, now. What is that, like, a broad sword? A double edged sword? Okay. So you yeah. sharpen on both sides? Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: So what show
1: up like, in a, like it's in the scarab and he's like wearing it? I am a knight of justice. It's that open carry. No, uh, no, 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 no double-edged swords. All right, put a, it up. That one's illegal. I'll sir, get my single-edged one. Sir, I'm going to need to see the edges of that sword. <laughs> yeah. Let
0: me see if they're One of doubled. them's
1: blunt, I promise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me see if they're doubled or not.
1: Did you double that sword, sir? Oh, no. <laughs> Needless, found to say, me out. <laughs> Needless to
0: say, jury duty got canceled, so I didn't get to witness anyone bringing like chains and... Firecrackers. Yeah, and you know, you know that because stuff. it's
1: like once it's written in there, you know that's because, yeah, like you said, somebody Definitely. did it. Somebody showed up one time with spray cans yeah. and they're like, sir, what are you doing? He's like, it's not in the rules. And they were like, yeah, they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hang on. Nope. No, nope. nope. yeah, okay. He's got two spray cans, right? Okay, we just banned one. So <laughs> he's got it. He's pull got him back in it. your car and so it's so good.
0: Yeah, I um, Just real quick, like one time, me and Ali Savage, we were renting this house. And then it wasn't the standard, like, rental property sign, like, thing you lease you yeah. sign. It was, like, man, man-made, but it was, like, custom-made. <laughs> all not, it all was, like custom, It was, like, custom-made, custom-made, custom, yeah. custom like, aerial font and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> like, there was one thing that was, like, if cops are called for domestic abuse, your lease is terminated do not leave your washer and dryer in the front yard, or your lease will be terminated. Yeah, these
1: were clearly things that that have occurred previously <laughs> that they had to put and in he's there. He's like looking through the old lease. and He's like, "Well, it doesn't. It doesn't say domestic violence is grounds for termination. Well, we got to put, we'll it, put, put it, it in there in next there. time. I guess I got to bright it in there. Listen, man. if you're gonna beat your wife, you can't live here. Right? <laughs> right. Which I mean is pretty understood. we we'll <laughs> But the fact that they put it in the lease, oh yeah. man, me and my wife are cracking up for days. So speaking of some some fun neighborhood shenanigans, um, so. You know, in my neighborhood, the trash is paid quarterly. Right. And so they pick it up for a whole quarter. You pay, like, once, and they come for three months. you got to pay again. So, but they didn't send me any sort of notice or bill that my three months were up. Um, hmm, Interesting. So, like, and I and I don't, like, I'm not mentally keeping track of when, like, I didn't think about it. You don't mentally it. keep track of anything. Yeah, that's true. I really don't. So, I didn't really think about it. Well, one day I noticed I went out to take out the trash, and the old trash was still sitting where it's supposed to be taken from. And I was like, man, I wonder if it's, like, a, a trash holiday or something. Like, they just forgot so i put all the trash back and the next week i put it all out there now it's two weeks worth of trash because it only and comes once a week and, and they, they still nothing. didn't take it and so at that point i started being like okay i doubt there's back-to-back trash holidays like right. something has happened
0: <laughs> trash holidays
1: <laughs> so like, like holidays. yom kippur
0: or yeah or i don't know
1: man like groundhog's day yeah, trash, trash holidays people, yeah they might have their own thing. trash holidays yeah so i put it up back against the house and so then i'm trying to like find a number to call or somebody to call i don't even remember who i'm supposed to look up so my roommate that week texted me and she's like hey um you know the trash is kind of piling up is like did you forget trash i said no i think i'm supposed to pay them money but i can't find who i'm looking for it's <laughs> so like, okay, difficult what, yeah well, it kind of is and it's silly because I'm, I'm trying to give you money so i call the lady and at first she doesn't even want to like she doesn't even want to agree with me that i have an account with them she's like trying to argue with me about that she's like no i don't have anything under your name and i'm like okay well i already paid you once
2: so
0: you and better I've have been my
1: picking name. up trash for about Four or five months now. You best so have something. Probably. <laughs> this isn't new. <laughs> right. So finally, they uh, they look it up, and they find it, and I pay them. I had to pay them, like, in advance, and then also, like, they, pro, yeah, they prorate me a They're like, there's $12 worth in, in this quarter still. And I was like, whatever, lady, fine. Just so pick I've, my trash right, up. Right. So I pay the lady. So they're supposed to pick it up. They didn't pick it up this weekend. So then I have to call them and be like, okay, well, I just gave you a ton of money last week. Can pick up my t-? dang trash. Yeah. So then they scheduled, they scheduled a... a, a, a off-day complimentary come pick up <laughs> nice. to come get all this. You trash you should have put everything you had I, I did i threw everything out there last everything night. from the garage everything. Everything. there's like nothing that i think is trash in the house that didn't go out there yesterday so the funny part to me is today frank calls me uh my parents my stepdad he calls me and he says uh he goes hey i got an email saying that there's a large pile of trash behind the house um and the email said you might want to check on your renters because they're probably trashing the inside of your house, too. <laughs> I just died laughing. I
3: was like, it's been two weeks. Like, really? Trashing. Get trashed. Trash, trash. Uh, the neighborhood full
1: of spies.
0: I, lo- I love the email. <laughs> we're going to jump out to a break here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, this year's WrestleMania.
3: Oh, yeah. Hi, this is Rob Guillory, the artist of Chew. just want to say shout out to Nerd Thug Radio. Keep it real.
0: Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I am the Captain Joey Savage.
1: Corey DLG. Nico DLG. He got it! Yay.
0: Real quick, you're listening to us on 104.5, 106.1. See the stations. And worldwide at... Uh, Iron
1: Star Don't Come. Don't Come? Don't, don't Come. Don't Come.
0: do It's one of our favorite things to do outside of making an awesome radio show and playing Hero Clicks and reading comics. That's a lot of things. <laughs> drinking beers. Is uh, watching wrestling.
1: Okay, yeah, it's in the top ten. It's in the top ten.
0: <laughs> and the legendary WrestleMania pay-per-view yeah. is coming in literally two weeks.
1: This is the Super Bowl of wrestling. This is the Super Bowl of wrestling. Wrestling.
0: Um, so there's numerous amounts of matches that have been announced already.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is a bigger WrestleMania than normal. I think maybe the two-show format has kind of added to it. Right, and I don't see any celebrity matches this year. Right, they typically have, you know why, it's because the Shaq Big Show thing didn't happen. Yeah,
0: Shaq backed out. Yeah. Shaq backed out. Shaq back to you know what
1: though. Shaq's going through a lot, I think, secretly right now. Yeah, I
0: mean, you have to deal with Charles Barkley. Well, he's
1: got the timing's not great, he's got a lot going on. It's the end of the season, right? Right, right. NBA playoffs coming up, he's got to focus on NBA TNT. But like, he threw a little bit of a fit about a month ago on studio, uh, live and like broke some lights that were in his face, yeah. And, like, he had to pay for him on TNT. Oh. So right. something's going on there. Like, behind something, the scenes, something something's going on. Something ain't happening, right? Right. Because Kenny and, and Charles just made fun of him on set about it. Like, when it happened, they were like, why are you doing that? Now you sit in the dark. And, like, but something's right. going on there.
0: So if you don't know what the matches are going on, go to WWE.com. They'll tell you everything that's going on. There's a lot. I don't want to run down everything. Uh, but what we will do is we'll, we'll do Maybe this. Maybe I do. We'll do this, Corey. Maybe I do. What match are you least looking forward to at this year's WrestleMania?
1: Um, Least. Your least favorite match. Least, least, least. Probably. Yeah, I gotta think I gotta say AJ Styles, Shane McMahon. It's probably the one I'm least yeah, I really, excited about. I really
0: think they're they're I think they're kind of screwing AJ. I mean, I've been really high on this guy. I know. All, I
1: was about to say you're not excited for an AJ. All match. year long. But they're just kinda. No, I think what they're doing here with AJ Styles, I think I think he's gonna wind up at Raw. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's gonna wind I up at Raw. I think that's definitely the plan. Reunite think, the club. Oh, yeah, probably, because those guys need to push bad. Well, they're
0: ta- champions right now.
1: They are, but they're not. Like, the tag titles are irrelevant on both shows right now. Well, the now. tag
0: titles are getting relevant on Raw, but on SmackDown, like, you could care, I could care less. Yeah. They are not pushing Well, they gave Well,
1: they gave them to the all-American alpha, white dudes yeah, or whatever. American alpha. I can't stand those guys. Well, they're, they're
0: one guy white, one guy black.
1: I know, and I, they're awful.
0: Yeah. They're,
1: they're not exciting.
0: No, they're really not. I really thought... Uh...
1: you know, You know what they are? They're everything that's wrong with wrestling. They're athletic. Yeah. They're pretty. Yeah. They're they're they young. look young.
0: They look the part of a Vince McMahon wrestler.
1: Yeah. And they're just not There's a new Steiner brother. There's nothing there's nothing exciting about them. The Steiner brothers though had like this like pre Steiner when they were wearing yeah, the singlets and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, yeah. I was gonna say they at least had that kind of edge to them, but that was later, you're right. That was later, whenever they got into drugs. Yeah. Man, drugs was like the best thing that ever yeah, happened to wrestling. Scott Steiner. Like I know that you're not supposed to say that ever. No. Children don't do drugs. But Scott Steiner needed drugs for his career Big so pop-a-pop. bad. Remember? Because he went from, like, plain face Cajun kid yeah. to, like, shade-wearing, blonde, like, just bodybuilding. Superman
0: tattoo in the middle of his chest. Like,
1: just dangerously talented, yeah. kind of crazy guy. Yeah, he
2: could move. He could still move. it.
1: We Sadly, and, and, and you're not supposed to say it. Like no, you're not. It's, it's him and steroids Lawrence, are bad. Okay. Steroids are bad and drugs are bad. Him and okay. Lawrence Taylor, though, like that's what made their careers, <laughs> right? Very true. Very like true. if Lawrence Taylor wasn't abusing medicine, we'll call it. Yes. Lawrence Taylor is it Lawrence Taylor? Nope, not at all. And the same thing with Scott Seiner. Like if he wasn't just high out of his mind, and if, if you doubt me, just watch those promos from the late '90s that he cut. We're talking about he's going to have sex with the guy in the ring. Like, Oddly enough, Lawrence Taylor, out of his mind.
0: Lawrence Taylor fought at WrestleMania once. Yes, he did. Against yes, he the did. Bam Bam Bigelow.
1: <laughs> that was a long time ago. dude the like
0: finishing move was like uh, shoulder tackle off the top <laughs> rope or something? That was great. Okay, so the match that I'm least excited about. Least excited about. I
1: can't believe I just said drugs to Scotts <laughs> so, poor, like
0: Poor Corey D-L-G. Yeah, That's what it's come S- to on the show. The Undertaker... Versus Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah, okay. I thought about I thought about complaining I just, about I'm that. I'm not
0: excited about it. Undertaker could barely move in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Like His hip was hurting him afterwards. And basically <laughs> they're saying Vince McMahon has always wanted to see the Undertaker and Roman Reigns. And so this is the last chance he's going to get. So that's why they're doing this thing. And it just, it just it makes no sense. Like he's got something really good going on with Braun Strowman. And they're just kind of pushing that to the side so he can fight the Undertaker at WrestleMania.
1: Well, here's, here's the thing. Here's, it's not going to be exciting at all. No, it's not going to be. It's Well, I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. Okay. It's two parts. First of all, I like how they use the part-timers. And by that, I mean Undertaker, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar. Um, Bill Goldberg is a recent part-timer. Right. Uh, Triple H even. Like, I like how they use their part-timers. They use them wisely.
0: Well, Triple H, I think they use the best because they have him. He runs NXT. Right. So he's always there. He he runs the freaking company, basically. Yeah, he does. But he doesn't wrestle as often, and when he does, it's very meaningful. Right. Undertaker, yes, it's WrestleMania is, is his thing, but he's not undefeated anymore. No. So you're but just going still... to throw him in the ring to throw him in the ring and just, okay, Roman Reigns, who most of the WWE universe could care less about no matter how hard they try to push him? It just—
1: No, I don't think that's true. And it I is think... very true.
0: Listen I... to the chance every time he comes out. But
1: the chance are about half and half. Like he gets a good bump from the crowd, but there's it's a, it's a John Cena thing. Yeah. They true. know like half the crowd loves watching John Cena wrestle and the other half knows that John Cena will never lose because WWE is 100% invested in John Cena. Uh, I guess he's kind of a part-timer too now. Yeah, um definitely. So but but like so you're going to see the Undertaker because it's WrestleMania. He needs to wrestle another name who can do well in a match and Roman Reigns can for a big guy, can carry a match. He can move. No, he can. He definitely can. So I just, I don't. You're gonna see Undertaker land all of his spots because of Roman Reigns. But
0: yeah, that, I mean that's true. But Roman Reigns beating the Undertaker doesn't make Roman Reigns any better. I don't know. It, it, I, it kind of does. It doesn't.
1: Like I know that we're discounting Undertaker because he's just 110 doesn't. years old.
0: Now if if Braun Strowman beats the Undertaker, see, that that's might, not
1: fair. That doesn't even make sense.
0: That might give Braun Strowman the more push. Oh, he beat the. He's the last one to beat the Undertaker. He retired The Undertaker. Wait, is that what they're going with here? That Roman Reigns is going to retire The Undertaker? Maybe.
1: Why not?
2: Ugh,
0: then Roman know.
1: Reigns takes a look at Braun Strowman, who, by the way, keeps backing down from The Undertaker. Right. I think this is be really well written, too. Yeah. To have Braun Strowman afraid of The Undertaker, but Roman Reigns not afraid of him, yeah. I like that. I that know. adds a little element of... Not excited. That That's what separates Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns, because essentially they're the same guy. Basically. Giant, overpowering uh, Roman Reigns is a little
0: more athletic, I think.
1: No, he is, but Braun Strowman does stuff off the top ropes. He, he's, Cost he's, him. He's he's an agile he's a big agile guy for for a, for a giant. So we got a few minutes here.
0: Uh, what match are you looking forward to the most?
1: So this is a this is a tie. Okay, go this for is it. A tie. I like it. I'm curious about the women's match. Which one? With, with the triple threat one? The oh no no the Alexa Bliss oh def- has the defender title against, against all of the women on the SmackDown roster.
0: Yeah, that one's interesting. They
1: haven't announced the format. They haven't no. said how it's going to work.
0: That's interesting.
1: That to me is interesting because like there's no telling. They can do a gauntlet match.
0: I like the triple threat match on the other side too.
1: Uh, the triple the uh, the other thing I'm excited about is the tag match, the mixed tag match.
0: Oh, the John Cena one.
1: John Cena, Nikki Bella versus the Miz and Marlena. Mars. 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 Mars.
0: Mars. M a y r s e. Maurice? Maurice.
1: She's French, I think. French Canadian, probably. One of those two. Because Miz is a quitter. <laughs> <laughs> um I like I like the Miz has been an interesting character. Yeah, because he's a spotlight in the behind the scenes. Yeah. In a way like the last time they had a guy go quote unquote off script like this was CM Punk. Yeah. Where C M Punk lost his he lost his mind one time and, <laughs> and revealed some backstage stuff. Pipe bombs. I on like every air, like, every yeah. time
0: Stephanie McMahon comes out, the crowd they, they, just
1: yells CM Punk. But uh, but yeah, so he he loses his mind one time. He does about two minutes, three minutes, where he just he just talks crap about just the backstage nuts. atmosphere, and the crowd reaction was so strong that that's the character they created for him. Right. They then said, okay, you be the outsider. You go out there. You do whatever you want to do, and uh, we're gonna we'll back you, and it'll work. Although nobody
0: in wrestling likes CM Punk. Like well, anybody who he had a, he was friends with at one point, they hate each
1: other now. Well, I gotta think there's something about him. Because yeah, no, also, it's something about
0: him. It's not his character. But no, no,
1: it's there's just, something about him because also the him. coming out of the coming out of the fight where he lost. Yeah. Uh, the MMA fight. Yeah. Um, destroyed. even his own fight camp destroyed. Yeah, he got he got beat real bad. Even his own fight camp. in in and, and fighters are different. Win or lose, your fight camp always has your back. Right. Your crew always says, "Hey, man, you know we got overmatched. We're gonna work on it, and next time we're gonna get it." CM Punk didn't have anybody saying anything nice about him but Conor nope. McGregor. Conor McGregor was the only guy who said anything nice, and he said, hey, man, props to him for going in the ring and taking his beating like a man.
0: Right, for trying.
1: Because, right, because CM Punk came out of the match. Now, coming into the match, he talked bad, wrestle smack. Coming out of the match, he said, I got schooled. I learned a lesson. That guy was way better than me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so I do think there's something about CM Punk's attitude and how he interacts the with people. people don't like. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I'm looking forward to Kevin Owens. You love this guy. Chris Jericho. I love me some Kevin Owens.
1: Chris Jericho, I think he's another part timer. I think this is gonna be a I think this Kevin Owens wins this match in a big way. Some sort of hurt for Jericho because well, it gives Jericho, Jericho
0: he's got he's going on tour soon.
1: Right. He's due to go away. He's been but around for about Kevin a Kevin Owens is so fun to watch. You you think so. I don't like the whiny persona. I like his in ring moves. He's like, he's very athletic. The fact for that he's a big guy, big guy like yeah. us, but yeah. he's doing
0: moonsaults and he's kicking and I I kinda I like
1: I also like he power bombs people. No one power bombs yeah. he powerbombs. Pop up power bombs? Yeah.
0: I just, I I like his whole persona. Like, I don't like his persona. Just the way he he carries himself on the mic and just, and then the the thing they've created between him and Jericho now. Like, uh, it's such great classic wrestling feud. It is. It is. It's old school. See uh, Jericho thrown through the TV monitor. Like, just. It's classic. Old, and it's, it's very the old school classic. escalation.
1: You know what you haven't seen a lot of now because of the two show format. Right, they're always running into pay per view. They're not building a pay per view. They're always running into one. They're right. always like, and this has and been two a weeks. Up. And in two weeks. And in two weeks. But this has been building for about a month.
0: This has been building for like.
1: Well, they they, they did the friends angle forever. Right. Now they've been enemies for about a month, and they've done it really, really well.
0: It's the best storyline they got
1: going on, right? Uh, and it's looking. I mean,
0: I don't know the Bray Wyatt,
1: Randy Orton one. No, I feel like that one's rushed because they of did it. rush that.
0: Uh, I'm excited to see that match, but they—I think they yeah. rushed it too quick. I do. Orton.
1: I am excited about the match itself, and they try to I, cover
0: I, it up with being like, "This was my plan all along to break up the entire well, Wyatt I family." Of,
1: I kind of saw that part coming. Yeah, that they no, wouldn't, no doubt. He wasn't gonna—he wasn't gonna stay together once those two giants were out of the picture. Yeah, no doubt. Because what's—how does that help Randy Orton? It doesn't. Yeah.
0: I'm excited to see if like he gets if Bray Wyatt gets help from the outside of the WrestleMania match, like new flock members or something.
1: What if Raven comes back? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Well, the uh, Raven, never more.
0: We're going to quote out to a break here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little uh, comic book movie news. Okay. All right. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio.
1: Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Oh, hey. It's Corey. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. How are you doing? You can hear our show live every Monday 1 to 3 on 104.5 and 106.1. They're sister stations. Or you can catch us on IRLoneStar.com.
0: Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Episode number 49. I am the Captain Joey Savage.
1: Corey DLG. Nico DLG.
0: Nailed it. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1.
1: See us at station And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com.
0: And the podcast, you can find it at NerdThugRadio.com or iTunes or Google Play. Or Satchel. Stitcher. Stitcher. Or you can go to our website. I think I said that. NerdsDugRadio.com.
1: Or you yep. can just come to my house. I'll play it for you.
0: Facebook.com backslash Radio. Give us a like. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we interact very often with you guys. Post. Subscribe uh, to the iTunes. Subscribe to the
1: iTunes. If you have Make a... sure you leave us a rating. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. Please.
0: I don't think we're in that point yet. I don't know. We Who should. Who knows? knows? Have it. Who knows? I mean, we've done 49 episodes. Insane. God, it's a lot of episodes. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 49 weeks in a row and coming here on a Thursday
1: and you know what we've got a, we've got a pretty happy fan a uh, fan following like uh, I'm pretty happy with yeah. how we're doing we're, we're growing pretty good
0: I know I was telling Nico before the show started that uh Tuesday morning if the podcast isn't up for our listeners that aren't in the Conroe area right if it's not up I'm getting like 10 text messages like dude where the heck's the podcast man it's like, awesome I'm, I'm driving into work I got nothing to listen to like this is Tuesday you know what today is and I was like okay man I'll get Nico on it Trust yeah. Me, we're working on it. That's the worst <laughs>
1: is we got to wake up our troll.
0: Now, nah, he's getting really good at the podcast. It's the YouTube stuff we got to get worked on. I know. And YouTube's I, so awesome to watch because it's broken down into segments, so it's like 12 minutes of your time at a time. Segment, yeah. So you can just listen to it. You don't even have to like watch even, it. Yeah, watch it. You, you can just play it in the background it. at work and listen to it and, and then move on to the next one when you're ready.
1: Yeah, I agree. I like the 12-minute breakups like that. I think that's the probably the most digestible format right right i've been listening to the podcast and the only issue i have with listening to a any pot not just ours but any podcast is there's like there's like a sweet spot yeah um they're probably not good for me to say this out loud i think maybe our show
0: don't sweet spot it
1: yeah like we don't we don't have the sweet spot because just because the length you know we're a two-hour daily talk show right so we're about an hour and 40 minutes um if, we, the were, like, if about... we were like thing about like 30 minutes and like micro topic. I couldn't do thirty minutes. I couldn't either. Like we I, just did
0: fifteen minutes on two topics. We got so much more to talk about.
1: I know, I know, and that's the thing is like I was thinking about it when I was listening to it because there's a financial one I like to listen to. Yeah, where it's they 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 don't have she doesn't really have like a set time. Uh, I'm not gonna pamper like I'm just gonna she doesn't yeah, really yeah. have a set time. Uh, but most of the episodes are between twenty and twenty five minutes, Eek. and that's kind of but she only talks to one topic. She don't, right, like, yeah. only talks to one person. That's the whole episode for that day. But she winds up having like 200 episodes. Right, because they're doing, they're doing, doing yeah 20-minute episodes.
0: Like, right? She probably yeah, she no. probably
1: crunches one out every day probably.
0: The, the good thing about iTunes is and the podcast app is that when you pause it, it just picks you up. Exactly. So I and, do the same do thing. Like that. And the fact that we cut everything 12 minutes, and so every 12 minutes you're getting a break and you're getting an ad. So sponsors, there's plenty of ad space. want to partner up with Nerd Thug Radio. We do charity stuff as well. We are pretty active on social media. Um, it, it, so I listen like 12 minutes. I get to the break. I pause it. I you got guys like Joe Rogan who do, like, two-and-a-half-hour podcasts. Right. And does, right. like, three a week. Right. Where that's, does this guy find the time?
3: Well, that's, just, that's, he, that's his job. job. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he does fair. more than just
0: podcasting.
3: I mean, he does well, C-commentating. He does, yeah, C no, commentating. That, he does his, stand-up comedy. But that's his, like, main, main gig, I'm well, assuming. I, I don't know if it's his uh, main gig. But, I mean, think of it. It's like, I think it's what he does is
0: if he's not also, commentating, he just goes to the gym, comes home, lights up a bowl, gets with his buddies, and they just
3: talk. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, That's but also, does the but also, time. they're just uh, it's just two and a half hours, and then they're done. They're like, they're
1: like, okay, cool, cut, record, we're done. <laughs> yeah, but he does yeah. it like three times a week. But I think it's just I, I think goes right. I think it's just kind of him sitting around. Right. Yeah. Like no. you notice how like a lot of celebrities once they hit a certain point in their careers, all of a sudden they're always in shape and stuff like that. Yeah, because all of a sudden they have this free time. Yeah. Like all of, like Eminem, but between albums two and three. I mean, all of a sudden, he turned into like like the fiercest looking white rapper. We well, got ever. off the pills. He, well, no, that was before. That's even before drugs and all that. It was just because all of a sudden, now he had free time. He had done the first album. It blew up. He did all his press, all his publicity. He did a movie. He did the movie. Did the second album. All of a sudden, their schedules kind of open up, and then these guys can sit around because now they make their schedules.
0: Right, which is why I've decided. I'm just going to be fat for life. Yeah, no, I, I don't have no that time. Kind of time. I have yeah. no time to go to the gym.
1: No, so, old, like, Joe Rogan, at this point in his career, like, he has his UFC commitments, so he just builds a schedule around that. Right. It's he's like, okay, well. Well,
0: he well, only does the ones, like, he only does the big ones. He right. doesn't do those he small do the ones. ones anymore. No, no, so fight then, nights.
1: So then, for fight nights, he can go do a stand-up special in town, wherever the UFC is. Or they do, like, a
0: fight companion, where right. him and his buddies watch the fight, and they talk about
1: it. Right. And so then that just puts money in his pocket. God, what the life, man. Jeez. I wish <laughs> I could do that. Man, I was thinking about one day, like, what, it, what it's going to be like. Two or three years from now, when this is like the gig, if it gets big, I, I think I think we're on a, we're on a great path. We've so tell a, all
0: your friends, share us to everybody you know, so we can hit big.
1: That's right. Well, I mean, we're on the path. Like I feel like we're we're, we're on we're, the path. We're growing at a good rate. You're, I feel
3: you're like, not you're not going to explode instantly, right? I no, no, I feel, no, no, we've I feel
1: been... pretty. Listen, every overnight success success has been there for years, and it's just it's the reality of it. Nobody actually that's a good thing. I like it. Like <laughs> nobody ever actually just makes the one song or the one right, book no, hands it in. What do we say about Stranger Things? How many times did they turn that book in or turn in that script before it got well, even I mean, that, rejected like, what? Nineteen. Just times? artists. Like, yeah.
0: I, I read about Lady Gaga's history, how big she is. Like she was like a good five year plan of, of building up before right. she got to where she was.
1: Well, Madonna uh yep. I mean, is an icon yep, 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 and yep, she yep. struggled to find representation in the beginning. People were like, I don't get it. What is this? Um so to me, I think, you know, we're on a good path. I think three years from now this is kinda gonna, gonna kinda be and like what's it gonna look like? I was kinda thinking about and like we could do whatever we want. So I was like, I was like, man, you know, do a couple thirty-minute shows every day. I'd like to do something political. Um, <laughs> of course, he would. I, I really political. would. I would love to do something political.
0: That'll be the fall of Nerd Thug Radio. No, the, the Corey it would,
1: political It would be. It would be on the side. It would be separate and on the side. Wait, wait that guy. That's what he talks about. I'm not listening to Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs> that's what he's thinking about. <laughs> but like, and then also, almost like, man, I would love to do like a John Oliver type thing. I love I love what John. I just heard. want to do an
0: R rated show at nights. I would love to do that's all I want to I'd do. I'd love to
1: do like blue I want on to like say Friday bad, nights. I want to
0: say bad words,
1: curse, yeah, tell, tell dirty, tell all of her dirty, tell stories. dirty stories. <laughs> I'd be all right with that. Like that'd be a good Friday night. Um, man, like you know those Friday night blocks where they talk like they just have callers call in and they talk about just random stuff. Yeah, time travel. Yeah, vampires. I, could totally do that. I would do that show. I would do that. I would do that show. I would do this show. I would do politics. <laughs> like you couldn't. I would make probably five to twelve podcasts a week. You couldn't stop me. I'd be what doing all the. Do? podcast a everything podcast i'd be doing everything. all the,
0: the media appearances um Corey DOG couldn't be here because he's podcasting he's podcasting he's yeah. on a 24-hour podcast binge
1: i would literally You'll soundproof <laughs> your car and just record everything yeah. on your Everywhere iphone you i'd be podcasting spiders oh. yeah <laughs> i'd be podcasting throwback. about you going to the event yeah. <laughs> i'd be podcasting that so joey has got an event today for nerds look radio um he's gonna be at the lowe's cinema downtown <laughs> But, like, I don't like obviously, like, with the senior citizens from Tomball, like, God forbid our schedule ever open up and, oh, and all of a sudden we could just do all of this. Do whatever stuff. you want. We do a hero click show, easy.
0: You know, whose schedule's been super busy lately? James Gunn. That yep. guy, yep. from Guardians of the Galaxy 2, he did the the Belko experiment. Okay, that's him. I'm, I'm excited about and that. And then he just announced uh, today, or I guess today, that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is a go. He's just ironing out the details, how he's involved. Like, how awesome is Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, five years ago, if you asked the normal—even the normal comic book reader who the Guardians were, they, they probably couldn't tell you. And now they're, like, the biggest movie
1: stars on the planet. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brag on myself here. Do it. Okay, you ready? And I'm going to agree with you because I'm there with you. Nico. Yeah. About nine years ago, I handed you—no, about seven years ago now. Yeah. I handed you a three-pack action figure kit. And I said these guys are going to be huge. I remember that. In five I or did six we pick years. that up at the first uh,
0: first comic we went to? So
1: six years ago. Six years ago,
0: it was uh, Star Lord, Rocket, and Drax. I think
1: yes. Drax with the little bitty group, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, the little
0: bitty
3: group.
1: Yeah, God, we, man. I sat there and I was like, I love this little tree guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, this stuff was so good. <laughs> and I said, I said then, I said these guys Watch are going out. to be huge.
0: Right, huge. And we were right nailed it as soon as like we found that stuff I was like man, these guys are so cool i don't know why i don't read them much like right we started reading them again exactly. i started reading all the issues and stuff and the next thing you know they're making a movie like two years later i'm like
1: i've been reading this for like two years and the, and the comic book was a really good it was really good the comic book was really really good yeah. and it had a good it had a good idea because the name comes from an old concept that was three thousand years in the future I know, I know so like just to be able to kind of turn it into something new this time around yeah hollywood yeah so to be able Charlie Twenty Seven. There were so many like weird ones back then. Major Victory. And then Talon, like, yeah. Cat Guy. What, what's going on there? <laughs> um, like literally, they had like all these different aliens, and then a cat person. He had a tail. He yes. literally had a tail.
0: Well, there's cat people in space. Yeah, I guess yeah, exactly. Cat
1: Guy with long hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they've blown up. I mean, besides just like a Unitard. I mean, the soundtrack to the first one helped. Oh man, Chris Pat- Pratt's uh, comedic performance. Like was amazing. Well, like going into it, did you think Chris Pratt could be Star Lord?
1: Uh, I did, but only because, and I don't watch Community, but I had seen a couple episodes. You
0: are Rec- referring to Parks and Recreation, yes, sir.
1: Sorry, Parks and Recreation, and him and Audrey Page have this really Audrey Plaza. Audrey Plaza. Man, I'm off today. What? Horrible. Who are these people? Here? Yeah. They, had, they had this really great dynamic, though, where they were. They, yeah, no,
0: but he's super funny, but he, yeah. he, he didn't have the bodybuild. No, he it. didn't. And then they gave him the part and all of a sudden dude shows up like ripped like a mofo. Well,
1: they um this is this is what's funny is both him and James Gunn very similarly. James Gunn turned down Guardians of the Galaxy at first. They okay. said, "Hey, uh this is the next movie on our on our pitch plate here. What, you what, what do, you do you think? What do you think, James?" And he Jimmy G? he walked away completely and said, "That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard of." And on the, he said on the drive home he was listening to the radio, and the music was was the music from that era. And right. all of a sudden, he had this idea for the mixtape, and the mixtape makes the movie. And all of a sudden, Boom, he hit he it. So like, oh, by that weekend, he's he's begging Marvel Studios to let him make art into the galaxy. Like, I got it now. I got it. So Chris Pratt, the same thing. Uh, they come to him and they say, hey, we think you, you could be Star-Lord. And he's, again, overweight, not in shape. And he's like, he's like, guys, I don't think I'm the guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. um, Have you seen my abs? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I haven't I, none. I, don't I think haven't so. none.
1: And um, they said, well, look, man, just talk to James, see what he says. So James Gunn and him talk. Uh, Chris, Chris Pratt walks away, calls back like a week later and says, listen, give me six months and I will be Star-Lord. And then he shows up and he's in crazy shape and he's Star-Lord ready. But again, both of them at first were like, this is not... The yeah. Then they added, not this well, one when they added, day. um, well, hey. was
0: it Zoe Saldana, Zoe Saldana like, When and, they uh, added her, I was like, dude, that's nailed it. Like, she's and Bautista, be and yeah, when they had Bautista coming as Drax, I was like, I don't know about this. I don't
1: know. I, I loved that. That to me made that okay. When they said Zoe Saldana, I was like, okay, she's kind of like the sci fi girl, right? Right, she's in everything sci fi, uh-huh. and then you turn around and they say Bautista. I said, okay, they get it because Drax is a very one dimensional, yeah just brutal i'm a smash guy. thing but still i didn't right.
0: like from seeing dave bautista in the wwe and try to do promos and stuff i was like i don't even know if he could be one-dimensional like, <laughs> he's just a meathead but dude he's actually a really really good actor no he is, like, he, is he is nailing it man. And
1: he, you know what's funny is some of uh, the wrestlers don't get enough credit when they transition no they don't um it's not an easy thing and it's there's not. there's bad ones tyler main and Sabretooth. yeah terrible horrible and then there's good ones john cena in the comedic roles, like with Trainwreck. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Bautista with Drax.
0: Not even to mention Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, uh, we're gonna- no,
1: that's not. He's not. <laughs> Those are two different people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break and jump out. We come back. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more comic book stuff. You're listening to the Nerd
1: Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Facebook.com Radio. Hey, this is Corey. You were just listening to our show, and I know you loved it. What you should do is go to the NerdThugRadio.com. You listen to all of our old episodes. Give us a listen. We're also on com, and you can hear all of our previous episodes of Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking Nerdy to you.
0: It's very fitting that we have Bubba Sparks music playing. Because Is it? Yeah, he's a fat country guy, and we're... Fat guys on a country station.
3: Okay, nailed right. it. Look at that. You're All
0: listening right. to Nerd Thug Radio on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Woo, sister station. I am one half of the greatest podcasting slash radio tag team of the world. The Captain Joey Savage joined with me by my heterosexual life partner, Corey Dlg, and our manager yeah. Nico Dlg. Holla at you boys. Why is he? What we can't? He's the manager. We talked about this because he <sighs> produces for okay, us. Fine. Okay. So I read this funny... So uh, all the
1: other tag teams have like a hot chick? Not all of them. Um, you the good ones. I
0: mean, the authors of Pain and NXT have Paul Ellery. He's like an old bald dude. He's how's better that, than that. How's that working out for him?
1: They're the champions. Of NXT. They <laughs> NXT, yeah. They're, like probably saying,
0: they're probably the best tag team champions out of the three that they have. That's true.
1: That's like saying you win an Oscar for makeup.
0: <laughs> not <laughs> so necessarily. The Oscar winning movie. It's like you,
1: you win the Sundance Film Festival. No, that's prestigious.
0: So is the NXT champion. No, it's not. All the NXT champions have gone on to do great things. Well,
1: that's the point of NXT, is right? So it's like the someone... Sundance. No. You, you have nothing about wrestling.
0: No. So we read this funny article this week. Um, it involved Mads Mickelson. I don't even I, want to say his last I name. I just want you to say it over and over again. Mads Mickelson.
1: I'm going to get the exact pronunciation okay. for you because you are struggling. Mads
0: Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. Mads Mikkel Mikkeletson. <laughs> Mads Migleson. Feel free to move on. I'll be with you in just one. <laughs> oh, you second. want me to keep going? No, oh, just going. Alright. You don't have to keep repeating. So for those who don't know him, he is uh the villain in the Doctor Strange movie. Oh he, yeah. He, that's him. Uh but he there was this article that came out where he uh fact, was
1: here when we were planning and he didn't know who you were talking about because he was like I don't I don't know who that he is. He was the villain in the uh room.
0: But anyways, there there's an article that came out this week where he had actually read for josh Trank's last fantastic four movie now before that movie came out like everyone was kind of like leading like pushing for this guy to be the new dr doom so this article doesn't say like actually who he was reading for but he said that he went into the reading room and about five minutes in was like you know what nope this ain't this ain't right like, I'm, I'm, I'm done <laughs> i'm out <laughs> nothing against you guys i just don't get a good feeling about it I, i'm out i quit and so he just walks out of the reading room <laughs>
3: He called it early. Right, <laughs> I did, right. Yeah, I did so.
0: So, DLG, I was I was talking to you about this today a little bit. You were telling me a funny story about the, the director. Yeah, and, uh, the guy who played Doctor Doom.
1: Okay, so. I am trying to find like a direct pronunciation for this, but I can't. It's hard, right? So Mickelson Mickelson. It's Mads, M A D S, and the last name is Mickelson, M I K K E L S E N. So I would say Mickelson. Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. Cool I would say Mads Mickelson. But he's he's Danish, so I'm sure there's probably like right. a, a twist somewhere on there. It's probably like Matt Matthews. <laughs> right, right. Dave, that's Dave. what he goes by. Uh, but so okay, for those who don't know, the inside scoop on all of that is that the Fantastic Four movie was a train wreck. It was. Um now Josh Trank uh, I'm going to go ahead and use my line here famously was well, from Chronicle which was the like found footage superhero movie. The three kids are exposed to the meteorite. They develop powers. One dies. The other two wind up fighting each other. It's a really great movie. Found footage movie. It, it really is really good. Um, the flip side of that is coming off of that they were like hey you nailed that. Here's Fantastic Four. So he went from basically making like a million dollar movie to making like a 125 million dollar right. Attempting and, to. Right. And what happened is, it turns out he went a little crazy on set. He was a little too demanding.
0: He went diva mode.
1: Um, and these are like... Some of these guys are, are, are decent enough actors They could have done it the Miles first. Teller. Miles Teller. Michael
0: uh, B. Jordan was up and coming. Michael
1: B. Jordan. Yeah, Kate Mara. Kate Mara's a big deal. And the, the Unforgotten
0: White guy has had some decent
2: roles.
1: Yeah, he's been in some things. So these guys all have experience. Um, and then even, even the Doctor Doom character, uh, the actor who played him... When you see him, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy's been in probably about 10 movies. Miles Teller's been around. Yeah, Miles Teller's been in a lot of things. Um, And so when you start looking at it, you're kind of confused as to why he was so controlling on set because these guys have a lot of good experience. Right, right. But he even went down to, like, facial expressions, according to Kate Mara, like, told them what facial expressions they should be making during scenes. Awkward. Um, Instead of, like, you know, my understanding is a lot of times directors will kind of paint an emotional picture for you. They'll be like, hey, your father just got murdered. You saw it happen, and, you, and, you're, and you're staring at the accuser across the room, and you can't do anything about it.
0: And you have five bucks in your wallet. Go.
1: Give me that. Go. And so then you're like, oh, okay, and you process that, and you create it. Well, this guy was like, I don't want to see anything out of you. Stone face. Give me stone, stone face. face. Stone face now. Um, and so I'm stone facing. the studio, when they got the movie from him, they were unhappy with the product. Now, it's never come out, so we'll never really know. He might have nailed it. No he one
0: ever knows.
1: He might have nailed it. But here's – now, him and Dr. Doom, the guy who played Dr. Doom, both say they made a great movie. Right. Now, here's where you start to think that maybe they didn't. When he finished Principal Photography, he emailed the, the key actors and he said, hey, guys, I want to thank you for all your hard work. I really feel like we just made the best superhero movie ever. <laughs> and in an article I read from Vanity Fair – the comment that came back was one of the superheroes, and they won't say who. One of them immediately replied, "I doubt it."
0: Michael B. Jordan is my guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it was probably Kate Mara because so? she kind of seems a little. I'm going to go Michael B. Jordan. She seems a little short if she needs to be. No, man, this is crap. Right. So when your actors like, I, I don't think we made the best superhero movie ever. Right. Like, when no. they're not excited about what they did on screen. Something didn't happen right. Right. Yeah. So clearly uh, disconnect. Fox has to go back, they put a bunch of money in, they hire a second director, they do a bunch of reshoots, right. a bunch of new special effects, they go they go back to, like, they completely changed this movie. It still didn't work. Either. And it still was a terrible, terrible tank job. Um, a tank but, job for the train job. But, like, you gotta, like, I feel a little bit bad in those situations for the initial director, um, just because sometimes you gotta wonder, like, how is it that they, like, how did it go so wrong for these people that the studio takes it away from them. Because the one right. thing the director, like, okay, um, the guy who made uh, Ridley Scott, the, the director who made Gladiator. Right, right, right. He typically spends two to four years building a movie before he makes the movie. Right. He, he said that he would spent about 10 years doing research and stuff on his, on his off time. For the movie Gladiator, before he made that, that way, he knew
0: everything historically about it.
1: So then he had a vision; he knew exactly what he wanted to see in front of him on the screen. He knew right. what looked right, what didn't. He when he made The Kingdom with Orlando Bloom, uh-huh. same thing. That movie said it's. He said it took him about six years to create, to visually come up with those ideas. So you got to think, like, yeah, they rushed this a little bit because Chronicle from Chronicle right. to the Fantastic Four isn't five or six years. I think it's about three.
0: No, but I mean, there's plenty of you uh, that stuff a, to read about. Right, you got to so. think he
1: had a vision and a goal, and somewhere along the way. How, how do they just keep getting Fantastic Four wrong?
0: We've talked about this before yeah. on this show numerous times in I, the uh, I, iPod era, iPhone I think, days.
1: I think Fantastic Four is probably the hardest thing to write in comics. I think it goes Fantastic Four and then Superman. I think those are the two hardest to—
0: That's why Fantastic Four, as I've always said, should be a Netflix sequel or Netflix show.
1: It well, should be a series because you have way more time to tell a way story. Way more time, and it's a family-oriented show. Yeah, but show. the problem is once you go, once you go series, your Families? budget goes like— Family in space. You lose a lot of that budget, and all of a Come sudden... Come on, man. The
0: budget for Game of Thrones is ridiculous. They but it's nowhere near a movie. They couldn't use that in a TV show for Fantastic Four?
1: But would you spend $100 million to make a Netflix Fantastic Four show? Well, why does it
0: have to be $100 million?
1: I mean, that's what it takes to make the thing look like that. I mean, that's... No. I mean, that's... Have you seen what they're doing, like, on CW
0: wait. with The Flash and all the okay, weird villains?
1: think... Well, yeah, but that shark one looked terrible.
0: Yeah, but they're still doing but it. But you
1: gotta think... Yeah, yeah, that's not stopping them from <laughs> putting it on their... They're still doing right.
0: CGI in a giant gorilla...
1: You got to think with between the thing, between the Human Torch, between Mr. Fantastic, like these are four effects, heavy powers.
0: Right. With the fan, with Mr. Um, like with super strength
1: fan. and speed, you can get away but with With the, the Human
0: Torch. They do Firestorm, which is not fully fire, but you don't yeah. have to be full flame on the entire show, like only when it's necessary.
1: Right. And they do a good job. Like when he was in uh, Legends of Tomorrow that that whole season, they did a good job of balancing out when they merged and when yeah, they didn't and great. telling, like, separate stories with the two characters. They can but do it. They can I do just... it on
0: HBO, Netflix. Netflix is probably the way to go because Netflix
1: rocks. Here's the thing. Netflix is like, rocks. Netflix does rock, but again, I don't know that I would... I don't know.
0: I would. You make it family-friendly, so it's a Netflix show that the whole family can watch because no, you've got the I'm whole out. family.
1: Now, if you CW it, I'm totally out. And
0: then you bring in you bring in Franklin Richards and the daughter and you just do the whole thing big
1: I on Netflix. Know. I don't know. I think that... Like, as, as great as I am at the nerd freestyle thing, and we all love doing it where we pitch me the ideas and I come up with stuff yeah. on the top of my head, for me, the Fantastic Four is your stumper. Super, and the Superman. Those are my two that are the hardest.
0: Remember that for next time, Nico. I mean, right. I don't it's, next month, it's in. Next month, we're getting it.
3: I want you to think for a solid, like, few month. weeks about about the Fantastic Four and Superman. No, because
1: if I ever came up with a perfect pitch, I wouldn't want to give it away. Like, <laughs> if I actually had one good idea for either one of them, I, I, would, I would hold on to it for dear life. So
0: one more funny story, uh, movie related, before we have to go to a break. Uh, I was reading an article today, I think you read it too, Corey yeah. DLG, where Chris Hemsworth, uh, when they didn't cast him in Captain America Civil War, he, he thought he was getting fired. Right, <laughs> like, he was like,
1: are, are they cutting they, Thor? They what's contacted like, on? what do
0: you mean, am I getting fired? Like, yeah. He was like, legitimately freaked out, like, he wasn't going to be Thor anymore. Yeah, because they had all the other Avengers in the movie, right, so except, for him.
1: Like, except for him and, and Mark Ruffalo, the Hulk, and he was like, wait a minute, what's going on? Could <laughs> you imagine if there
0: was anybody else that was going to play Thor? Like, I, I can't imagine at this point no. someone else being like Thor.
1: Here's the here's the issue. At Maybe some the, point, the pitcher from the Mets. <laughs> we're starting to get to that point now where we're going to see new people. Yeah, definitely. We're going to see. We're going to see a new Wolverine. Ugh, not excited. We're going to see – we're probably going to see someone else throw Captain America's shield. But with that
0: situation, you've got, you've got, got the Falcon or the Winter right. Soldier that could pick it up. You've got so other characters that can play into it.
1: But best case scenario. With Thor, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you could – yeah, conceivably we could see somebody else doing it. Thor girl, you could go Thor girl. That would make sense. Um, I would like to see them maybe. Maybe let Loki have the hammer for a minute. Yeah. What would Tom Hiddleston do? Create
0: better a Bill instead,
1: maybe. You could do better ray Bill. That would be that would be awkward though. It'd be CG horseman, <laughs> horse, <heavy. man>. horse <laughs> horseman robot. You know he's actually a robot. Yeah, he's a, cyborg. Yeah. He's a robot. He we a are robot going a to uh cyborg, yeah.
0: We're going to jump out to an early break here when we come back. We're going to get into the weekly top three. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio.
1: Hashtag talking nerdy to you.
0: Hey, this is Joey Savage from Nerd Thug Radio. Hope you're enjoying our show. Uh, if you want to hear all the past ones, uh, they're all podcasted. Go to nerdthugradio.com for all our archive shows. Show us some love. <imitating noise> Welcome back to Nerthug Radio. I am your captain Joey Savage, alongside my heterosexual life partner
3: Corey Dlg, Nico Dlg.
0: Okay, and uh, there we go, Nico. Awesome. Well done. Well done. Well done.
3: Well done. Well done. Well Well done.
1: You're listening yep. to yep. us yep. on
0: Conroe's FM 104.5,
1: 106.1. Stations worldwide at LoneStar.com.
0: IrLoneStar.com. There, Corey Dlgz. IrLoneStar.com. Corey facebookcom backslash Radio. Give us a like. Tell your friends. Right. Drop us a message. Say hi do that whatevs It's yeah. cool uh we're halfway through the show so we're thanks casual. for listening we'll be real casual uh this means that we are at our um weekly top three corey Dlg,
1: you ready for this all right let's do it all right here we go okay i'm bruce banners with manners corey Dlg spitting the fire here we go now rolling through the wire Barely rhyming, but hey, we got a while. This is the weekly top three. Nico's with me. We're going to say some stuff, and Joy's going to disagree. Here we go, weekly top three. Nailed it.
2: That was
1: awful. That was awful. No, that was Way better big. than last week. That was yeah. Like- yeah. <laughs>
0: Bam! Episode so like, 49. We nailed it. Put it down on the board. It was like a
1: Baltimore poetry slam. Like That was awful. Check that was the not tape. Good. Check the tape. Good.
0: I like how you said, Joey's going to disagree. <laughs> it's pretty good. Because I generally do. Because I generally do. He's, always like, generally he's do. always like, that's wrong. That's not <laughs> right. No, you're wrong. Inaccurate. False. Moving on. False. <laughs> all right, so this week, ladies and gentlemen, I'm boys and girls, for this movie. That children <laughs> of all ages, <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> weekly top three this week consists of what we like to consider our favorite superhero accessories right and no we don't mean the things that you buy at the uh hot topic right although hot topic holler at your boy you can sponsor us yeah like little little
1: batman purses yeah no we mean superman hair ties
0: things that help
1: superheroes
0: be superheroes
1: yeah so the premise here is uh coming up this week they're gonna solve one of the big mysteries of the past couple years in the marvel universe uh how long ago was this original sin when was that that was like a year and a half ago now gotta be longer than that original sin maybe two the the comic book original sin? Yeah, like two you, years ago. I think. You forgetting Secret Wars was after that and all. That, that was last year, so I think it was two years ago. Okay, I think it's even longer than that. But either way, at least two years. Nico, you looking it up? I got it right here. I'm looking How it about
0: up. I'll look it up while you get ready for your. Yeah, because
1: you're probably making. It you're up going go first. There. I
3: got it. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, man's prepared. Siri, original sin. Oh damn, he, he got the Siri
1: on me. He's gonna go Siri on us. I so, know. Continue to go. Okay, so anyway. Oh, she's, yeah. going. she's,
2: she's
0: going. going. She's going. She's <laughs> going.
1: So so the story was. Nick Fury whispers something to Thor that immediately makes him unworthy of wielding Mjolnir, the drops hammer it. of Thor. So he drops it. He loses those powers. And here lately he's been going around under a new identity, the Odin son, because he is no longer Thor, because he doesn't have the hammer. Matter of fact, there's a new Thor, a female Thor. It's Jane Foster. She's a, She is now female Thor, and she's she rolling is. around carrying Mjolnir, doing Thor things. So now Odin son and Thor are two different people now. Right. Um, so imagine if Chris Hemsworth was still a strong as Guardian. 2014,
0: then, so three years ago now.
1: Okay, three years ago. Okay. It just seemed a long time ago. Right. Uh, and then Natalie Portman would be Thor in this story. But she's not going to be in it at all. No, no. no. yeah, oh, She's okay. not in the movie. She gone. But, Rest in peace. But that's kind of how this R.I. comes pieces. Up. But anyway, coming up in this last issue of Thor the Unworthy, issue number five, out this out in two days from now. What you're going to see is the secret revealed. The secret revealed. Now, no one knows what this has been. It's been nope, three years nope, in the nope, making. Nope. No one knows what Nick Fury told Thor that made him unworthy. We're going to find out. But on Wednesday, we're going to find we out. We're going to find out. So in honor of that, what's our favorite superhero accessories? We go uh, worst first, as always. God, you
0: couldn't say it any better. Yeah? Dlg. Thank
1: you. Nico? Uh, pin Particles.
0: Or okay. land suit, if Lame. you want to be specific. All right. Lame. Moving on. Okay. No, I'm kidding. No I'm kidding. <laughs> not, a <number> <laughs> not a number three. Not a number not three. Not good enough for number three. No maybe, maybe th- an honorable mention, but uh, not number three. A lot of
1: great minds agree with me on this. This one, not, did not number, number three. three.
0: three. Maybe yeah. a number two because it's crap. But <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. That was a two <laughs> pun. <laughs> you like it? I did. So right. pim particles. Okay. Yeah. I'll really, like- really
3: awesome in the clicks world.
1: Oh yeah, just made made teams possible. <laughs> Also, anything that makes Paul Rudd tiny and then you can smash him, I'm in favor of. And then no, makes kidding. it really big? It I'm a big fan of Paul Rudd. <laughs> really yeah. Pym
0: Particles. And they did a really good job in the movie showing the Pym Particles. Yeah, they really did. It was really good. It's
1: kind of, they've made it really believable. I mean, it's, it's the Marvel Universe. You believe in the Hulk, Captain America. But they did make the Pym Particles fit into So, Nico,
0: that. not to steal your thunder, but what do you like the most about the Pym Particles?
1: Uh, the pin Particles, it's just it's just the, the, the crazy things that you get
3: into when you're this big. <laughs> when, you're, when, you're le- when you're little bitty and when tiny. you're when you're, when you're when tiny you're, when you're and you're, it just makes tiny. everything seem so exaggerated like the entire scene on the uh the little thomas
1: the tank engine toy oh, is, like it's oh, so intense and it's
3: just like it just falls good. over that was really good that, that was, was a
1: really tough. that was a really well shot scene because every time they zoom out back into the real world quote unquote real world you like yeah the toy just falls over yeah, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like it's nothing that
3: serious but everything's just so dramatic and then they made that giant ant.
0: That reminds me of, like, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes. You know, they get shrunk, and then they're in the grass. And they're riding and the ant. And you see the big oatmeal cream pie, and you're just like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> That's where my love of oatmeal cream pies was created. I just had a deep-fried one at the rodeo, Houston Rodeo. Did you? Oh, man, it was so good.
1: What else did we have? We had a bunch of stuff. I was a little— was On what? A, I was a little— Apprehensive. Drunk. Oh, <laughs> apprehensive? Yeah. Well,
0: you guys didn't eat anything. Uh, me and Vicky DLG, we went down with some uh, fried Snickers fried Oreos.
1: And I ate a bunch fried of fried
0: cheesecake. Maybe you had, that's what we had. Okay. Fried cheesecake, fried Oreos and fried Snickers.
1: I had some fried Snickers and I had some fried Oreos.
0: We went back this last time. I got a uh, fried oatmeal cream pie. Sadie Savage got like the weirdest thing I've seen in my life. It was a cookie dough on a stick dipped in chocolate, rolled in bacon pieces.
3: Oh, I did see that stand. Man. That sounds like heaven.
0: She, her and Willie Savage like went to town on this thing.
3: I didn't get to try it. I'm kind of disappointed. No? You should be disappointed. My favorite
0: thing is pizza on a stick at the rodeo. I don't know why, but pizza is good. And you, you put can it on hold a stick, pizza in your hand. Yeah. Well, you can always <laughs> yeah, do that. No, but no, now you get on a stick, so you don't get greasy on your fingers. That's great stuff, and it tastes better. I don't know. It's just rodeo food. It's just rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything you can deep fry, I'm fine with. All right, let's skip over to uh, Corey Dlg. Your number three okay. favorite superhero. My number accessory?
1: three favorite super accessory is the most important accessory in all of Marvel comics: Cosmic Cube. X-Men related, the animantium skeleton of Wolverine. That's a pretty good one. Pretty good one. Because, um, I mean, he, he's
0: Wolverine before the Animatium Claws. It's correct. just bones.
1: This is what turns him into from dangerous man to very dangerous man. To
0: I will kill
1: anything. To mutant weapon created to murder.
0: Although, do you think if he didn't get Antimadium Claws, he would have been able to defeat Magneto?
1: I think it could hurt Magneto real bad.
0: Or do you think Magneto just use the iron in his system to no, do the oh same thing?
1: Iron, iron. Like, okay, so Magneto can manipulate metal. Manipulate metals, and he does manipulate the iron in people's blood occasionally. But that's a lot of work. It's a lot of concentration. Right, right, right. And so when the X Men are ganging up on him, that's not really that's not really a trick he can pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Wolverine is already a sneaky, stealthy killer type guy. Yes, he is. So and he's if, got a metal skeleton. So if he didn't have the metal skeleton and he was just Bones, he could probably get a pretty good shot in on, on Manito. That's he, only
0: one character. Like, his right. metal has definitely helped him with multiple things. Right,
1: right. And it's made him, I mean, really kind of the unstoppable right. good guy that he is, is the Animanium skeleton. Um, and then, um, yeah, it's most it's one of the most important it is. ingredients is. of a character in all of, of comics. Oh, definitely.
0: And then even for the the, the X-Men itself, like, there's so many stories that are spurned out of the that Adam scenario. Him and Different things that have happened to him because of that.
1: When he lost it, he kind of went feral. Right. Turned into the noseless monster monkey guy. Right. That was a weird time. And guy. then he disappeared. Oh, <laughs> course His claws were so long, they started to curl. Like, it was a really cool concept, but it was such a weird right. thing. Super scary. Like, if um, Zack was oh, here Lord, right now, he'd be like, right. Right.
0: Right. Right.
1: Um, yeah, it's just such a big deal. And, and also... Like, I
0: don't know because... um.
1: Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna runner up it with just all of the Weapon X in general. Yeah, skin all man. the different all the different things they've done. The Skin Man was a, was a gross one. They took they took his skin because it was sentient and living, and they made a bunch of bullets out of it, and then they gave those bullets to Phantom X, and those bullets would fly true to their target no matter what. Yeah, so he literally couldn't miss. Like they would curve and like redirect to strike their target. That's pretty good.
0: Well, speaking of characters that can't miss, that kind of rolls into my number three. What do you got? Uh, (laughs) My number three is the Green Arrow's bag of tricks, his arrows in his thing. Like, he's got everything in there. He's got arrows that can explode. He's got arrows that shoot nets. He's got arrows for grappling hooks. Punching boxing gloves. Yeah, arrows for (laughs) boxing gloves. Okay, okay. You know, he's got arrows that split into
1: three, trick arrows. You know who's got better arrows, though? Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah,
0: I I really like Green Arrow.
1: I know you do. I, I like Hawkeye's arrows better. He's got he's uh, he's had some cool ones over the years. He had one using pin particles. Well, we can we can yeah. we'll,
0: we'll just tie this in. We'll just we'll half it in the middle. Half it? Hawkeye's arrows, the green arrows uh, arrows.
1: I'd be fine with that because he had some really sharpshooter cool, arrows. The sharp, yeah. yeah, where he would like he shot it into the air and as it was coming down it exploded out into a bunch of other arrows. Yeah. Like he made it rain arrows. Like that's
0: I, I mean, make it rain, I make it rain, I make it rain, I make it rain. Deadly arrows. Smoke cloud arrows. Yeah. You know, they're just great stuff. Shooting around yeah. the corner arrows. I mean, <laughs> Those arrows can do anything. Boxing, literally
3: any- boxing glove. That's yeah. my favorite one. <laughs> and, and the fact that arrows. the fact that they're, they're <laughs> sharpshooters,
0: they they just don't miss. Right. Right. And, uh, and
3: then it comes to the scene where they're like, "All
1: right, and I'm out. All right, guys, yeah. I'm going home." Yeah.
3: What? Yeah. What?
0: Well, like with with arrow, like when he goes down, he just, they both just start fighting with the bow. Right. Which is even cooler.
1: I, I do like the there was an SNL skit when Jeremy Renner was the host. Yeah. And uh, they do this whole thing where the rest of them are dressed up as the Avengers. <laughs> they're like, "Okay, we've been fighting Ultron for an hour now." There's an arrow-sized hole in his chest. If only one of us could... And they're all looking at him, and he goes, I'm out. <laughs> he's I'm like, out. what? He's like, yeah, I brought, I brought 15 arrows. That's it. That's
3: all I got. He's like one of the only superheroes that like has a time limit. Like, yeah. Like yeah. As soon as he's out of arrows, it's like, is he going to pick him up? <laughs> well, what's cool about... Well,
0: Hawkeye, like in the uh, Avengers movie, the first one, yeah, like he's shooting and then he's pulling the arrows off of the
1: uh, right because the, the soldiers' the tips were like replaceable with the quiver. Yeah, so as he would put the arrow back in, it would take that tip off. And right. pull one, and the other one, it was that he's was shoot him, pull it off. Shoot that him, was also a really neat way to explain how the trick arrow thing works. Right, because without that, you start thinking like, well, how does he know which ones to? But he's literally choosing on his right. on his bow. That was that was a cool way to kind of explain subtly it. explain <laughs> that. No, hey, definitely. It's, it's a little bit of intense technology, but it makes sense. It's it not, to, I mean, without it, you, you're left wondering, like, how does, does he, he know? Does he just have a whole room? Just like, I think I'm going to need some of, these. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, some of these. Well, you start thinking, like, does he just memorize? Yeah. Did you
3: bring hey, your grenade four, arrows this time? Four oh, arrow. crap. I
0: knew I forgot something. I what brought I brought two of each. I brought two boxing glove ones, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. will, will those suffice?
3: Would you like a boxing glove arrow? I got uh, the sonic arrows. I don't know how much those are going <laughs> to help us. Do we need loud noises? because
0: yeah, I've got you. I've, I've got those today. Exploding, though? No, I don't nope, have those. Nope. I also have ones when I shoot them, like streamers come out so we can celebrate at the end. Like I don't know how well those will work, but I have those as well, too. I also
1: have a grappling hook arrow. What?
0: <laughs> well, you know, In case you need to get out of a, a hot spot, man. Yes. I also have one that shoots a pizza slice. So if we're hungry, I got you.
1: It's on a stick. <laughs> it's on a stick. <laughs> it's on a stick. <laughs> See, there it is. It tastes better.
3: You don't get grease on your <laughs> fingers.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's jump out to a break here real quick. Uh, we'll come back. And we'll get to our number twos and number ones. You're listening to the Nerd Radio.
1: Hashtag Talking Nerdy Two.
0: You, NerdThugRadio.com, Facebook.com, backslash NerdThugRadio.
1: This is Chuck Huber, the voice of Android 17 and Dr. Stein. Nerd Thug Radio is awesome.
0: Are you ready? Break it down. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. It was like dramatic. It was. I am the Captain Joey Savage.
1: Cory D L G, Chisel, Nico D L D. Nice. Okay, all
2: right. I
0: thought we were getting like the evil robotic Nico Savage back this week. Oh. You know what? Next week is episode fifty. It's our big fiftieth anniversary. We should we need Nico Savage in one segment.
1: It's our one year anniversary, right? Nope. No, it's just our fiftieth episode. Okay, okay. It's, oh, it's weird. Like two weeks. Yeah. It'll two be weeks. our fiftieth, okay. but
0: two weeks from now we will be having our official one year anniversary. But next year is the big five zero. We're doing it big. Next, next week. Next yeah, next week. week. Next year. We're taking oh, a I'm whole sorry. year off.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're taking a whole year off coming back we'll, from We'll activity. be back next year. Yeah,
0: we got a we got a big show plan. We got some of our closest friends that are gonna join us for the episode. There's They're, gonna oh, be I'm, I'm so there's
1: pumped. some of y'all's
3: closest friends.
0: They're your close. I mean, we are your closest friends, so we'll be there.
1: Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. Somebody watch my Facebook Live Suicide. We're gonna have <laughs> no, that's awful. Like, we just got canceled because of the conference. <laughs> There'll also
0: be balloons. So get ready. Episode 50. I don't want, why do people do that? I don't We're in the middle of episode people 49. Are crazy. People are crazy. Thank and you, Nico. You're right. What if I said? People, you know. Every like, time Corey comes at me with like all his political stuff, my response is people are crazy. And there's too many people in the world. You you yes. say both of those both things? Both <laughs> of those things. Um, okay, so anyways, let's, let's get to really the of that. second one
1: that makes me more uncomfortable. Like, that's every <laughs> super villain response ever. Yeah. <laughs> I know. There's, there's just too many people, Corey. What? There is. There's like, a lot of people. Like, I'm angry. He's He's calm. I'm calm when <laughs> I say He's it. Like, there's just too many people. There really is.
0: Um, all right. We're in the weekly top three. We're doing our favorite superhero accessories. accessories. I guess it could be supervillains. Yeah, yeah. Why not? not? Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Nico, Actually, yeah. let's get into your number two.
3: Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet. There, there's nice. kind of a, a, a villainy yeah, one. That's a game
1: changer right game there. Game changer.
3: It's just it's just so powerful. It really is. It, was a, it shapes reality. It changes everything. It changes time. Time, space. Time. Okay. Let's see. Let's
1: time, space. Mind, power, soul, soul. There's
0: one more. I don't
1: know. Reality. Reality. There yes. it is. There Boom. It is. Nicely it. done. Nicely yeah. done. Yeah.
0: It's, a, it's a great. Uh, so each
1: of the gyms individually is a power source based on that theme. Mind, soul, whatever. Right, 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 right. Uh, when they're all in unison, the, the bearer of the gauntlet can control all six of those facets at once. At one time. Making at them one, essentially one a god. Um, in the comic books, when the Infinity Gauntlet showed up, it was a big deal. Right, Thanos kills it, half the universe with the snap of his fingers.
3: Just boom, done.
1: All to get a date with death. Literally. He was in love with death. So that's yeah. why he did it. He still got rejected. Still got rejected. Um, Thanos has always been the master of his own undoing, so it was his own greed and almost like a weird sense of loyalty. He kept a couple of particular people alive because of their connections to him. Right. And one of those people betrays him. And as a result of that, he loses. Loser, um, loser. The end result of that, though, is that there's a cosmic force that runs the universe. It's a group of cosmic entities that are very big, very powerful, like like old gods kind of concepts. Uh-huh. Uh, Living Tribunal is one of them. Uh-huh. And they uh-huh. deem the Infinity Gems too powerful to work in unison. So after Infinity Gauntlet, they actually banned the gems from working together. <laughs> and a couple of times, the heroes have needed to gather the gems because they feel like they need that big, Infinity Gauntlet threat, push. and they've been unable to make them work, and they never knew why, and it's because it's actually one of the cooler things in comic books is that the Living Tribunal and Mortals have never, they've never even been in the same comic book together. Like, they don't cross paths. At all. So, like, Captain America gets the Infinity Gems, puts on the gauntlet, and nothing happens, and he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't what, know what do I what's do. happening here. What, what, what's,
0: why? what's going on?
1: So it's been really cool. I, I, I think it's a great, powerful like I said, it's a game changer.
3: It is a game changer. It's going to be in the movie, guys.
1: It is yeah. going to be in the movie. Thanos is probably going to get it, voiced by James Brolin. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we will. So D.L. See. Gizzle of so the Corey variety. It's funny. You mentioned villains. He does that. My number two is Doctor Doom's armor. Doctor Doom's armor. Little Doctor Doom's switch
0: armor. Switch up from uh, Iron Man's armor.
1: Yeah. Doctor Doom's, to me, is a little bit more important as far as accessories go because Tony Stark has always changed his up, and other people have worn it, and other people have been in it. Right, right. But Doctor Doom has kind of had one iconic image the whole time he's upgraded his armor he's mixed it with magic he's mixed it with oh, high so level awesome. technology when he mixes it with magic it's the best so there's this really cool run in fantastic four where someone actually does it way better than i ever could uh i believe it's chris claremont writing it and what happens is dr doom and reed richards switch, switch places spiritually so now dr doom is in reed and reed is classic. in dr doom classic uh, but it's over a long period of time, and you don't like the Fantastic Four know it, and they start working with Reed in Doom's body, but no one else worldwide does. Right. No one, know, no one else knows. And at one point, the Fantastic Four, when they're finding this out, they go to fight him, and Reed Richards' mind in Doctor Doom's body and armor, he handles the entire team in like four steps, and he does it like a chess player. Like in his mental dialogue run through, you see him kind of describing what he's yeah. doing, and it's very clinical, and it's very, it's very like, I mean. Well thought out. Yeah, Dr. Doom, It's Doom, he's Doom, a big Doom, deal. He's a big Doom, deal.
0: Done. done. Dr. Doom is a big deal. Like I like me some Doom. I do like some Doom. Dr. Doom. Doom is uh, a villain. I thought
1: about going the other way here and doing, like, e uh, Man, Wonder Woman's gear. Remember yeah. We talked about that at Twin Peaks. We, we did. were talking about we did. it.
0: Twin Peaks, shout out, holler. Uh, yeah. Sponsor they, us. Uh, yeah. Be nice. be I'll go back if they little sponsor little us. Braces. The, the bracers, the, the lasso. Well, I, I saw the uh, one of the previews that came out just recently, Wonder Woman. Yeah. And, like, some chick's, like, destroying her with a sword, and then she, like throws her arms up to block it and she hits the wrist gauntlets yeah, and she, just
1: boom, like a little explosion. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I, those those are a big deal too.
0: So my number two is uh, my favorite comic book character of all time. Okay. Captain America. Yep. Captain America Shield. Yeah. Like it's really nothing fancy. It's, you know, a round, circular adamantium shield. Or vibranium. Vibranium, yeah. vibranium shield. It does nothing super fancy, but it's it's like an article of heroism. And it's just American. And it defines it, Captain America. It
1: alone is a symbol.
0: It alone is a symbol in itself. Correct, correct. like it really yeah, is.
1: Because anytime there is those big dramatic moments, the shield breaks. Right. Right. Anytime they're trying to like hammer home that this is a big like deal, deal, someone breaks, breaks the shield and shatters it in half, Someone you know. breaks the shield. Right. It's always a huge thing. Um,
0: and it's a huge deal yeah. in the in the uh, the comics whenever uh, Falcon becomes Captain America, and he like hands him the shield, and he's like, "This is yours now." It's like a passing of the torch. Oh that's kind of cool. And yeah, it's just it's so iconic. I mean, how many people didn't pick up a trash can lid as a kid and act like they were Captain America? I mean, it was so easy. I did it. I did it too.
1: And the cooler part is it's just the fact that Steve Rogers and the shield have such a bond right. over the years. He's so familiar with it. He throws it and bounces it off right. people. Right. He, he knows where it's going to be. He knows where it's going to go. Like he just he re- no one else works the shield like Cap. Well, like in the
0: uh, Civil War movie, at the very end, when you have him and yeah. him and, him and uh, the Winter Soldier fighting Iron Man, they're passing the shield back and forth. It's cool. They're like wow. bouncing it off each other. Oh, yeah, cool. so. so legit, so legit.
1: I think you know it's funny reference. I think that's going to be a big deal. Uh, Chris Evans' contract is up after these two Avengers movies. Right. It's actually up Winter after Soldier. after the double Avengers, right? Yeah. Right. And so I think actually
0: it's up after the first Avengers movie. No, because he only he only did six. No. He's done two Avengers movies, three Kappa movies. That's five. It's six, but he's already, like, agreed to do the next
1: one. No, they, um...
0: six contract deal. I read it today.
1: It's, well, originally... Ooh, schooled. Well, nailed it. No, in the interview I read, he, he specifically says he has two movies left. Yeah, well, deal.
0: originally it was a six-movie deal, but then he was... they when split they, when this they split movie split up, the movie he's like, up, yeah. I'll do that
1: one. And now that they, now they've said this one's going to be a whole separate movie, yeah, too. he'll so. do that one, and then I, wonder, be, I wonder, he might I wonder, be done. Yeah, no, I, maybe, think you know I think he is. I think... I think they're going to come back to that moment right there with the Winter Soldier and pass it along. Yeah, I think so.
0: Maybe so. That'd be cool. I so. I'd, I'd dig
1: it. Nico? You're number one. My number one. The lantern
3: rings. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. I nah, I that's a pretty good Sinestro's one. Sinestro's ring especially. Well, uh, I always like because the Infinity Island's a game changer, but I just love the concept of the power rings in general. Like I You think can the, create
0: anything you think of.
3: Anything you want. And there's so many people who use it to like such like intricate ways, like John Stewart where he makes mm-hmm. the... Uh, there's like his rifles and everything's all because he knows how they actually work. Right. So, so they're all like- simple from the
1: inside out. Yeah. They, they talk about that and all the different things, how each lantern assembles things differently. Mm-hmm. Right. They've, they've gone out of their way to make a point that each one of these guys is different. Like yeah. Kyle Rayner being an artist, they, they say that they like the way they describe how his, how his constructs form is like they, they paint into reality. Right. They, right. they kind of like come across like a brush. And then how Jordan, uh, you know, being a fighter pilot, like they, they like instantly appear so quickly. And Guy Gardner is like his constructs are simple because uh, he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> um, but like they've always, yeah, I, I like I like the power rings. I think they're I think they're interesting. I think once they created, where I think they hit the, a good spot was when they created the Sinestro Core, mm-hmm. and the Sinestro Core rings and the Green Lantern rings both sought out new users when their old users died. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And then I think where they went too far with it though was when they hit the whole spectrum. Hit every single hit every single one. Yeah, so now there's the reds, and now there's oranges. And, but I, and I like, uh, thing I do like about
3: all the different ones is that they all do something specific.
1: Right. They're all tied to one emotion, and they all do one thing, which I think is cool. And, like, Larflees, the he's orange my favorite made a one. big deal. Right, Because right. he like, basically consumes people. Right. So he nice. like, gets, like, copies of them. Right. And he's so greedy that he's the only orange lantern. He just hoards them.
0: So, Corey, we got a few minutes here. Let's go to your number all one. All
1: right, so my number one... It's it's an homage to my—personally my my, personally my favorite one, of my, just one of my favorite comic book stories ever. We've talked about this a couple times, Starman's Cosmic Rod.
0: That's so awesome. I knew you'd go this way. One of your favorite characters. One of my favorite characters.
1: The story is, is gorgeous, and it literally just tells his whole career over six or seven omnibuses now, where you see him pick up the rod because they need the, the city of Opal City, needs a hero. And then you see him go through his whole journey, have a kid, kind of grow up a little bit as a man, and, and realize— he doesn't need to be a superhero to be a good son to his father and to be a good father to his son, and he just leaves it all behind. Like, it's a really cool it's a cool story, it really. Is. It has
0: a beginning and an end, which it you, does. Don't, you, you don't, don't see you don't very see, often.
1: Yeah, you don't see that in comic books.
0: Uh, my number one, as we get out of here in a few, uh, is the is Star-Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy okay. and his three accessories, basically. The mask? He's, he's got the mask that lets him go out into space. like yeah. He's an astronaut, almost. He's got the jetpack boots that help him out, and he's got the the gun weapon that really only he can use. And what's so awesome is here's this guy who, you know, Batman has his utility belt. He has no special powers. True. But he's basically on Earth kicking butt. Here's Star-Lord in space with a bunch of aliens. He has no superpowers, but he's got these three gadgets and he he makes it work. Makes it work. He's the ultimate con artist. He is, and he just makes it work. He's like so he's, great. He's
1: Jack Sparrow in space. He That's is. He's the Jack Sparrow in space. Jack Sparrow, Jack Sparrow in space. space. I mean, our, yeah. Space shout out. Um, shout out
0: to honorable mention. I think mine and Corey's honorable mention is Jack Sparrow's yeah. compass.
1: The compass that points only to your heart's desire.
0: I know, which is so great. Like it's it's been such a crucial item in, in all of in, those in movies. The movies. Yeah, in every single one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I especially
1: liked when. He gave it to the girl to find Orlando Bloom, and it pointed to him. Yeah, because no, no, he gave it to the girl because Orlando Bloom had what he needed, and he knew he couldn't find Orlando Bloom, but he knew she would. Right. So she, so he gives it to Kira Knightley, and he's like, "Don't you want to find? Don't you? I don't remember his yeah. name now. <laughs> don't you want to find James?" And she's like, "I love James." He's like, "I know. Here's a compass. Yeah, <laughs> here's a compass. It'll we'll find <laughs> it <him> for <laughs> you. Takes it, takes it right to it."
0: Oh, it's gonna take us right to a break. I hope you enjoyed our weekly top three this week. Uh, stay tuned next week for our weekly top three. It'll be our top favorite moments from Nerd Thug Radio. Ooh. It's going to be super exciting. We're going to to a break. We'll go back to the Nico segment. Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag Talking Nerdy 2. Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Hey, this is Joey Savage from Nerd Thug Radio. Catch us every Monday from 1 to 3 on 104.5 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com Let's
1: do this! Segment Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Joey Savage and Corey DLG are proud to present to you the best twelve minutes in all of radio, probably Nico DLG's <laughs> Nico Segment
3: Coming to you alive on Earth
0: twenty seventy-five.
3: Nice. We got we got our label. Hey guys, Nico DLG here. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the topic today, buddy? So the topic of today. So, you, you know how I, I told you guys about the uh, the locals I went to, the local Yu-Gi-Oh, the Yu-Gi-Oh dudes.
2: Yu-Gi-Oh!
0: Well,
3: I haven't gone back yet. Maybe because- <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't gone back yet because they were all jerks. <laughs> no, they were actually really nice, but I, I haven't gone back because I just, I've had like three papers due, and then spring break was coming up, and I totally forgot about it because my cousin's in town. Anyways, aside from
1: the point... Listen to right. him be responsible for a second. Can we just do a minute on Nico being responsible?
0: Well, the fact that it's spring break and he could have gone because—
1: But this is the first time. Like, this is spring break right, right now, He right? could have gone and he didn't. Right.
0: Instead, he was dancing around his kitchen, whacking his mom with a water
1: noodle. I don't—I <laughs> don't—what do you do with <laughs> was your... that axi- Was that actual? That's that's truth.
0: Nailed it. Okay. All right. <clears throat>
1: like, just when I want to defend you, you—yeah. <clears throat> it, was, it was quality
3: family bonding time. All right. Yeah. You're on your own. <laughs> right, Smacking each
0: other with water noodles. <laughs> It's it actually pretty fun. I hope it's
3: not a <laughs> euphemism. Like I hope I don't know what you guys are doing anymore. Alright,
0: so back to Yu-Gi-Oh.
3: Yeah. Okay. So uh I haven't I haven't gone back to the story, but interestingly enough, I was going to, I went to Eighth Dimension, you know, just to poke my head around. It was D and D night. Ooh. Hey, Ooh, right. Man, we haven't played that in forever. Oh, no. We need to get back into that. It was it been like a month. That's right. <laughs> the months. origin of Elodron. That's been since January. Wow, that's been a while. We'll probably be April before we get back to this. <laughs> I know, right? yeah, I know, man. <laughs> Continuing in May. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> six Scenario. months later Scenario Scenario every once a month eighth dimension oh. is uh they're they're gauging interest for Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments
1: now which is interesting to see we know what it is is there's
0: someone in their backyard doing it
1: is is no no that's not what it is so so i was talking to uh, our friend Mac over at space cadets collection,
0: collection. shout out Mac. what up
1: um and basically uh, a lot of games kind of run in cycles and stuff and hero Clix is sort of our our love, our game, is sort of uh, not a draw right now. People nope. aren't coming to play hero Heroclix. Nope, 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 nope. So every store is kind of trying to find other things. Uh-huh, Space uh-huh. Cadets is killing it. Their Dungeons & Dragons days and nights are killing it, he said. He has people showing up. If you're in the area, you want to play Dungeons & Dragons, reach out to Space Cadets. What's the other game collection. they play on Fridays when we're there? They play a little uh, Magic, right? Van- no,
0: it's not. It, they're doing good at Magic, but it's the other one. You know what I'm talking about? Vanguard? Vanguard. Poke- Pokemon? Pokemon's big there. Vanguard. They What's play the, the other they, one? They
1: play the Spaceship Game, too. Oh, the, Armada, Star yeah, Wars Armada? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see that one out there. But uh but so everyone's trying to find other things cuz Armada really doesn't play in a lot of places either. No. Um and like Dragon's Lair, uh they play uh they do a lot of the miniature gaming, the uh like the Warhammer type stuff War and all Hammer, that. Warhammer forty k Warhammer. Those things are so cool looking, but it, it looks con- I you know, it roll, complicated. Like, it's so expensive. They're rolling like yeah. twelve
0: dice and they got scales out. Right, and they're and counting like, Okay, I
1: rolled, okay, so four are hit and like the other guy kills two people when four I don't know. Like I don't I don't get it. Don't just know.
0: give me my action figures with right. the
1: dials. That's, just, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> that's, yes. that's, that's why here it clicks so, so great. So back to eighth dimension picking up Yu Gi Oh. All of the stores have kind of unanimously. Am I wrong? Avoided Yu Gi Oh. Yes, because they don't like the crowd it brings. They don't, which is, <laughs> which is kind of dumb. Like you want young young people are the lifeblood of all gaming. Yeah, young people are the ones who have the money to spend. They have mommy and daddy's money. They might work a little bit. They might have, but they're spending the bulk of their money on what they want to do, which is game. So I
0: think it's DNA Comics and Umble is like the biggest Yu-Gi-Oh draw. Right, and that's yes. it.
1: They're the only people doing it because they're huge, and also probably because they yell at people. <laughs> like they're not afraid to like because no. the atmosphere at Those DNA Comics they're kind of it's a little tense sometimes when you walk in. Like sometimes I would get eyeballed walking in DNA Comics, and I feel weird about that. Like I'm a nerd. Like there's no doubt I'm a nerd. Look at me. No doubt about it. And it's like sometimes they're kind of like, what do you want? Now if they eyeballed me, I understand. understand? Right. But you. Right. Like I, I look like the guy who walked in DNA Comics. Right. But so Yu-Gi-Oh's kind of had a bad rap in Houston, and so the shops aren't really—they don't want to do it. But now, other games are dying off. It's—they're trying to find what's going on. They're trying to find some the people. The next big thing, and they're going to have to kind of apologize to the Yu-Gi-Oh players and bring them back. But right, what's, right.
3: what's actually kind of interesting is that uh, recently, this is super recently, Pokemon has hit like a stride. Like they have—they have gone really, really far, and this is the first time in at the last few years since Yu-Gi-Oh's been out. That Pokemon outdid Yu Gi Oh in sales this like past month.
1: Right, and that's what's crazy to me is that Pokemon. All the stores play Pokemon. All of them. All of them. Yeah. All the stores My play Pokemon. Plays Pokemon. They don't even blink. They love ha- Pokemon people there. But Yu Gi Oh has been the better seller uh, internationally and nationally the whole time, the entire time. It was. It's it always been.
0: It's kind of like a grown magic, up version
3: magic, of
1: Yu Gi Oh, and then Pokemon. It's Yu-Gi-Oh. a grown up version of Pokemon. It is. But what's interesting to me is that Yu Gi Oh sells way more. Right and gets no support from the stores, no. none.
3: And uh, but I think it's a lot to do with the, kind of the general crowd because the, the, a lot of again, like we said, the, a lot of the Yu-Gi-Oh community is they're old, they're a little bit older, they're right. around eighteen, you know, eighteen but twenty-three.
1: Really,
0: we got a lot of the Yu-Gi-Oh guys that are probably like freshmen, high school, sophomores ish,
1: and no, probably freshman college. Really? Yeah, at this point. Yeah. Freshman college and
3: also people who are, are a little bit older that make a little bit more money because you use it is an expensive game if you want to play like in
1: the meta game. Right. Well, it's, it's not as expensive as the way some of these other things go. And oh, those no, are not near that, as expensive as magic, but I mean, you that can, aren't, you can drop a thousand source. bucks on a deck. No, they're not. And they're not going the, to the comic stores to play. And that's the thing is that's that's okay. Uh, my associate's is in business management. Nice. And what you, what you learn about, what you hear about, what you know in business is that the demographic you want. Is a demographic with the most disposable income, Correct. which is males eighteen to twenty five. Right. That gr- that group has money to burn, they will spend it on anything. That's they don't why care. They, they don't care. They have no shame. They will buy it, they love it, and they kind of grow out of that as they have kids and get married, they can't afford to do that anymore. So that eighteen to twenty five is that target demographic, and Yu Gi Oh is that demographic. Yeah. And none of the stores want any of it. No. They just don't want those people in the stores.
3: No. Which is strange because you think if you you create kind of that environment where it's like you come into a store and it's like everyone's like, hey, it's cool, you know this guy, you know that guy. It creates a nice community around each other. Right. But You're not, not
0: 18 to 25-year-olds.
1: But, but that's the thing is because they're not interested in the other stuff, the stores have kind of all abandoned them. Right. They don't buy comic books. They don't buy the more expensive games. And, yeah, you do a good margin on cards, but you don't do, you don't do on cards what you do on board games. Uh-uh. You don't nope. do on cards what you do on comic books. Uh-uh. So No
0: nope. gosh darn way.
1: So it's just kind of a, I guess I guess I'm saying it's the catch twenty two. Is basically like it is. But now that no one, now that other games are dying off, they have table space. They need the full tables. They need the but money. When you, when you
0: look at okay, when you look at people who are playing games in comic book stores, a lot of it's the eight year olds to high school kids because mm-hmm. their parents will take them mm-hmm. or whatever. That's a safe place for them to nerd out. Um and then when you get into like some of the bigger board games like Armada, even the hero clicks, it's stuff like that. It's it's adult. It's, it's adult uh like you know, the twenty ish up. Right. Because those people that their fun now is is this.
1: Yeah, to where yeah I get to play. Eighteen on a, to
0: twenty five year olds Yeah, they're in a Yu Gi Oh, but come weekends they're wanting to party, they're, they're gonna chasing go
1: girls. Right. That's why you're that's why really these stores should be playing like Monday through Thursday. Every one of these stores should have a Yu Gi Oh tournament. Yeah. They would get them in there, though. The, yeah. They really should, and they just don't. They completely miss the opportunity, right? Um, and I hate to say that it's because of the the because of that base, like it just. I will say people, though, people don't like those that group. That group, man.
0: I have a feeling that HeroClix is going to make a turn and, and start to gain a little bit more traction. I don't. I hope so, but I because what you're looking at is with the game and new rules changes and. They're they're kind of not. They're, I wouldn't They're say, clearing up a lot of. They're coal. clearing up a lot of trash. They're dumbing stuff down, making it more about the dials and the figures, taking away of all the outside added stuff. I mean, look at like three years ago when you had power batteries and all those entities and just entities, a, power batteries, ridiculous amounts of stuff.
3: Cards were still legal at the time of the batteries. right? And so, so you had like ATA
0: nine hundred dollar teams, right, on the board, right? And not everybody could keep up, right? I mean, even now when you see. Now it's going to change, I think, here shortly. But when you see people making the the top, whatever in these these big meta tournaments, it's multiple chases on team. It's multiple high dollar figures. It's it's not a lot of I can just grab something out of a bag and play. Like you 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 got to spend a little money. Yeah. To to be good. Like now there are good players who are constantly up there, um, that are constantly in final fours, constantly winning these things. But they're always playing expensive teams. Now a lot of times they've partnered up. They create. They've created their own teams of players, and they yeah. they pull their figures together. Have a vault of but at some figures. point, the money has to be there, right? And right. then you've got these exclusive clicks playing together. So like, you're almost alienating newer players, outside players, and with this whole let's dumb down everything, let's get rid of some of this stuff, let's make it more about just what's on the board. What's on the board? Uh, hopefully, what I, I kind of see is, is more people coming back because. You're taking away all the extra stuff.
1: The reason I I completely agree with everything you just said, and I do think that it will make it easier to play. But the reason I don't think it'll have, I just don't want it to die. I don't think it. It, it won't I don't die. Think it'll die. I think it's just in a, a little bit of a, a lull. I but I, die, I, but I, the reason I think it'll have a big effect is just there's so much choice. And here's the thing: is like when you lose a guy to a game, the odds of them coming back are slim because there's so many other things. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well Hero Clicks isn't fun for me anymore. Man, magic is crazy. Man, Yu-Gi-Oh! I could win a hundred dollars playing Yu Gi Oh!. And you do have people who
0: are bouncing around. Uh our friend Brian Lumens He loves to play the other games. I mean he he'll he'll hero clicks it for six, seven months and the next thing you know, he's magic and all over again. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets pissed off at magic and he comes back to Hero clicks So you do have those those type of players. But uh I, I do think that with some of the new stuff that's coming out that Hopefully, I think their intention is to attr- attract newer players yeah, or I think, bring I think players kids back.
1: Seize the vulnerability you're talking about, and they're trying to address it. Trying to a-
0: adjust it and yeah. fix it, which hopefully they do. Because I mean, God, this game's so much fun. Like I, even, I you love know what? A lot it. of times on the weekends when we go to our comic book stores, it ends up being like the same eight guys that we're always right. end up playing, and we're having a blast. But we're always playing different teams. It's like a little crew we have, right? And it's 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 awesome. We have so much fun.
1: I agree. I I completely
0: agree. Which that means that most Saturdays, Corey, DoG, can Catch us where.
1: Well, you can see us right there at, uh, at Dragon's Lair, playing in the Brick's Clicks League.
0: Every Saturday afternoon. And yeah. then most Fridays, uh, we, we go over to Space Cadets.
1: The Collection Collection.
0: Gaming, gaming. And we uh, we play some sort of fashionable game there. Yep. yep. So, uh, we're everywhere. Come the weekends. If you want to find us, hit us up on Facebook. We'll tell you where we're playing. Come and hang out with us. Come hang out with us. <laughs> Say hi. Um, Pick we'll, up a board game. We'll sign your elbow if you want us to. Mm-mm. Or we'll sign mm-hmm. your Hero Clicks map. Or your magic card deck. I would totally, totally. Or your baby. We'll sign your baby's I'll, forehead. I will sign a baby. Sign a baby's forehead. I'll sign a baby. And you can never wash it again. Yeah, don't wash that baby. No, no, no. Let's take a quick break. We're going to jump out. We come back. We're going to wrap things up with uh, the Corey DLG special. You're no, listening not. to Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs> hashtag Talking Nerdy to you. Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. And nerfthugradio.com dot com.
1: Hey, this is Xander Janere. And this is Bonnie Gordon. And together we are the, the Library Bards. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio Woo-hoo! on irlonestar.com.
0: Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Last segment of the day. I'm the Captain Joey Savage.
3: Corey D L G. Nico D L G.
0: This is how we close shows. We just go hard in the paint.
1: Because cookies are for closers, Nico. Ugh. Cookies are for closers. I don't know that. <laughs> Have you never seen the progressive commercial? Come on. Jeez. Corey, you got something huh. on your mind? Yeah. You want to yeah. get off
0: your chest? I do. Your unhairy chest?
1: I feel like my shaved chest, I shave it for you. <laughs> Did you? No.
0: Mine's super hairy like a man.
1: I doubt that because the rest of you is super unhairy. I like have a so small much hair. Boy. I mean, look, I got so much hair. You mean just you mean take it yeah, off? Go ahead. I mean, what look at all got? this hair here. Why do you look have, at this hair you have more hair on your yeah, man I boobs do. than on your head? I do.
0: You <laughs> mean <laughs> tell you a story about my hair on my man boobs? Yeah. I totally believe this story in all my heart. Okay. I was a junior in high school. All right. One of my closest friends at the time, his name was World King Lamb. Shout out, homeboy. He's
1: what like, a great name, yeah. first of all. So,
0: first of all, okay. He's my age. They're from Cambodia. Okay. His name, World King Lamb. He's got a younger brother, two years. His name, Bobby Lamb.
1: No middle name, no, just Bobby Lamb. Talk about giving up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
0: I go to... Uh, That's America. So so we called him King. He goes by King. So he lived like...
1: I would go by world if right. you would have no choice. So
0: he lived like four four houses down from me. Okay. And so this is my... Houses? Yeah, four houses down Four
1: houses down for me. Okay. Four houses down. From I think me. you mean trailers. No, no. I this is my this is my junior year of high school. Oh, okay. My, this fault. my junior year of high school.
0: <laughs> so four houses down. Uh, his parents owned the uh, TNL Donut Liquor Store on Rayford.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: Ton and Lamb. So, anyways. Oh. So I go over yeah. to his house. At that point, <laughs> that point, I'm, I have like no hair on my chest, no hair on my arms, my back, nothing. I'm just right. straight baby face, Joey Savage, with the bleached blonde M&M hair. That's right. me. Okay. So I go to his house. Pick him or to knock on his door if so he wants to come out and play. He had a Dreamcast, so we always... Oh, man. Was throwing down on the NBA. Yeah, yeah. So his dad opens the door, and his dad is this Cambodian cowboy rocking the cowboy hat and these, like... I love skinny Wrangler jeans and stuff. I love it. But he's got the hairiest nipples I've ever seen. These things are, like,
1: curling
0: <laughs> and, like, pointing at
1: you. you, know? like,
0: you know, pointing at you. So for, like, a solid year, I make fun of my, my friend about his dad's hairy nipples. Literally... The next year, my 18th birthday, I wake up, straight hair everywhere. Like, hair yeah. all over my nipples. It's like, God cursed me for making fun <laughs> of World King Lamb. I got some, like, Buddha.
1: No, World King Lamb cursed you. Yeah. It wasn't God. World King I got some, like,
0: Buddha curse on me.
1: That is fantastic. Yeah.
0: All right, so you have something you want to get off your chest.
1: Yeah, I wish I was named World King. I curse know. Awesome like, now is I have that. a whole new complaint.
0: And the greatest thing is Man. he was such a great artist. He still is. Like, great, great artist. Really? Like you should have gone into the comics, man. Like how awesome if you see illustrated by World King King. You didn't even go last time, you just go World King.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, Oh, is this a joke? And he goes, boom. Yeah, boom. <laughs> lessons. Lessons, yeah. now, his brother is an art teacher.
0: He's really good at art too. Isn't it weird like the Asian culture is like super awesome at art? Like when you go to the rodeo and you see like grand champions here and there all in the art show. Yeah. It's always Asians. Um They're so good at it.
1: I'm gonna say that's a stereotype, but like a complimentary one. But you, yeah, you always see it. I mean, I
0: don't know. Like every year at the rodeo, it's always Asians that are like winning top prizes. Do you know
1: who? Do you know who's not a good artist? Who? Me. Yeah. I can't draw. No. At all. I, don't I can know. draw clowns. Practice?
0: Yeah, I'll put a picture up on the Facebook page of my clowns. I like to leave places. I started recently like drawing clowns on places and then just writing hashtag Nerd Thug Radio under it. I, I don't it know. Great. That I want those two things link together. That's <laughs> great. When I was okay. in Disney, I was like dropping them everywhere.
3: I think it was that weird clown segment we did way back in the day. Oh, like, yeah. we do, do a clown segment?
0: I'm drinking since then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, when we were talking about the clown, we broke that story worldwide. Oh, yeah, the clowns? Okay, yeah. okay. I'm not talking about Man, Man, you know what? Like, Nerd Thug Radio has its fingertips on the pulse of the world. We do. Like, <laughs> we the world br- king, if you will. <laughs> we correctly predict what's about to blow up. We do. And we, we got it right on that clown one. I so said, it's like, going to be a big deal? And it was. And it was. So
0: Marvel, DC, Image, when I tweet you about our ideas? Yeah. Listen.
1: Yeah, because we, we know Bra. what we're talking about. Bra. Bra.
0: All right, but you got something you want to get off your chest. I do, I do. We keep segueing this and I'm going to give you it. the next six minutes to do so.
1: Okay. So it's a customer service issue.
0: All right? I am super picky about customer service.
1: It, in this day and age where everything's automated, and here's the thing. I'm a proponent of raising the minimum wage. Mm-hmm. I believe that the minimum wage is supposed to be like the, the minimum you make and make a living. When you look back at the old economy and the old numbers, the minimum wage was a way to make a living. And now it's not really the case. Oh, no, not at all. Um, and so, like, I believe in, in being able to make a living off of that. But that means you do a good job. That means, like, to, to win the argument, you have to do a good job. Oh, definitely. And make minimum wage and make a living. Like, if you want to do that, you have to do a good job. So here's my issue. For it, customer service is just like on a massive decline, like just Ugh. a huge decline. Everywhere you go, anytime customer service is an issue, it's it's bad. Uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, I, I was killing RVs because of terrible customer service.
0: And here's the deal customer service is like 90% of the job I do. That's
1: all, like, it, it's that's right. all sales is is customer service as a,
0: as, a, as a lead salesman and a branch manager of a multi million dollar company. Sales is what we do, right? And that sales is built upon customer service.
1: It's communication and it's customer service. Communication. That's what it is.
0: A lot of times, you don't have to be a good salesman or even have product knowledge, right? But if you've got great customer service and great communication, people will buy stuff from you. Yeah,
1: they will because you
0: are showing them that you care, right? And so I'm super picky about like when I have to deal with other customer service reps. I'm super picky about the service I get,
1: right? And that's the thing is you just want you just want good. Customer service. So I'm going to start off by telling about bad customer service. Okay, I'm going go to kind of Quentin Tarantino this year. Here we go. So what happened was I took my car to a mechanic. Uh, I had smelled some slight oil burning. My last oil changed. Someone said, hey, there's a little bit of a leak, but I think we're going to, when we change oil filters, it'll fix it. And it didn't. Okay. So I took it to a mechanic, and I'm going to try, I'm trying to to look up the name of the shop while I'm talking. But as I took it to this mechanic, what, okay, what they did was. They they diagnosed the problem. They found it for me while doing the oil change, and he even offered to do it, but it would cost like 150 bucks and it would take him about an hour. But then he said this, and this is amazing customer service. I believe the oil pan gasket is covered by powertrain warranty, which your car is still eligible for. Right. Which means this would be free if you take it to the dealership.
0: That's customer service. So
1: that's a mechanic turning down 100, $150 to tell me I could do it for free.
0: And the goal in that aspect, because I do that in my job, like right. if I have something I'm like, hey, man, I can get this for you, but I can charge you this much. Or in reality, you can go down the street to this person. You can pay this much less for it. Right. The goal there is they see how great your customer service is. They just come back to you because you'll be honest with them.
1: Exactly. So then what happens from that is I take it to the, I take it to the little dealership guy because he's going he's gonna to fix it for free. I explain to him what's going on. I explain to him the situation. I already had a mechanic diagnose it. I already know what it is. And the guy's like, okay, well, we're still going to have to have our person look at it first. Which, which is fair okay, enough. They fine. have to. No no problem. So I give him my car on Monday, 730 in the morning Ugh. at the Auto Nation on I-45. Ugh.
2: Ugh.
1: I then proceed to go about my day. This guy never calls me. Hours go by. Now, he has something of mine that is worth thousands of dollars.
0: Now, in the very beginning, did this mechanic or this service rider tell you that he had... X amount of cars on the rack before you. No. Mistake no. one.
1: Mistake one. So he takes his car from me and he says, hey, man, now here's, I will say this, the mechanics aren't there yet. At 7.30 in the morning, the mechanics aren't there yet. The service riders are, they take the cars from you and they stack them. The mechanics don't aren't there yet. Right. So he doesn't necessarily know what the mechanics day looks like. Right, right. He's just taking cars and loading them up. So he he doesn't know, but he also doesn't tell me. So I'm going about my day and I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Finally, like 2.30, 3 o'clock. Now, I already know this takes an hour to do. Because my mechanic at Rufino Express Automotive Repair.
0: Shout out, Rufino. how at your boss. Sponsors.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm going to call him after this anyway. But they, they already told me I could do this in about an hour.
0: The thing that blows my mind in this whole scenario that you've, you've told me is mechanics get paid off flagging hours. Right. So if it's an hour job that pays, if it pays two hours, they can get it in an hour. They get paid for two. Right. So something as simple as this, it blows my mind why some mechanics just, just yank you- it, put it on the rack, fix
1: it, get paid. In 30 minutes worth he of work, Jump in and jump road. out, exactly. Move down the road. Ease on down, ease on down the road. So I call the guy at 3 in the afternoon on Monday. And he says, uh, let, me, uh, let me get back with my mechanic and I'll call you back. 4 o'clock, he still doesn't call me back. 4.15, I call him. He then says to me, hey, man, my mechanic, uh, you know, there's a lot going on. There's two cars ahead of you. He's going to get to you tomorrow.
2: Hmm.
1: So my car sat there all day. No one touched it. No one. They got a service department full of mechanics. Nobody wants to do an oil pan gasket job in an hour. So it's set there.
0: No one to flag that quick money.
1: So Tuesday comes. I'm moving about my business, dealing my own stuff. Had to arrange transportation to and from work, which is downtown. Right. That's a pain in the butt. South side of downtown. South side. I'm on Greenway. I'm by Greenway Plaza. South
0: side. Yeah. So, uh,
1: So finally, about two in the afternoon, I realized I haven't heard about my car yet. I'm like, you know what, man? Like, this is starting to get a little aggravating. I call the service guy. No one can find him. Let's call again at 2.30 because he's supposed to call me back. He still is. No one can find him. Call at 3. He doesn't even exist. Somebody finds him. He says, hey, man, you know what? I'm slammed right here. I'm going to have to give it the mechanic. I'm going to call you back. You're so you you with the government. Who do you think called who at 4.15?
0: I believe you called the service, right?
1: I called him at 4.15. Mm-hmm. Preach. And at 4.15, I said, where's my car? And he said, hey. Um, my, my, my mechanic's already gone. I'm not sure if they test drove it or not, but I saw that they changed it. They also said they want it to sit overnight to see if it leaks. Okay. I said, okay, so it's going to be ready in the morning then, right? And he goes, well, I I, I think if they haven't test driven it, they're going to test drive it and then they want to watch it for a minute to see if it leaks. But yeah, not first thing in the morning, but pretty early in the morning, it should be ready. I said, okay. I call him at 745. He wasn't there. Called 830. <laughs> Called in sick. He's finally showed up, my guy. And he says, yeah, I don't know what's going on with the mechanic. He's not here yet. Okay. 10 a.m. I call and I say.
0: Where? Where? Dude, where's my where, car? Where, where is Sweet. It, what's going
1: on? He says, hey, you know Dude. what, man? We're slammed. Let me Let me get with the mechanic and find out. Let me find out and I'll call you as soon as I know something. At 11... 15 same story you've been hearing all week i call a service department and this time i ask to speak to the service manager and i tell him it's wednesday i turn this thing in monday at 7 30 where's my car why isn't it ready this is an hour job he says let me find uh let me find a renee because that's my service rep let me find renee for you and i'll, I'll find out renee then calls me about 10 minutes later and says hey man your car's ready
2: <laughs>
1: oh, Three cus- days
0: customer service at its finest three days you know what i do when I'm talking to customer service people before we get out here and end the show. I call them out. I write it's a lesson here for everyone. You're dealing with anything. You write people's names down. You write times, and you speak to their boss. You call them out when they give you bad customer service. Right. And it's not a way to get them in trouble. And I tell their boss, look, I'm not trying to get them in trouble, but this is something he can improve on to become better. Right. Communication.
1: This, to me. this is him affecting your company. Right. And just the thing, like, a car is, is like... It's I like a horse, work. man. Like It's was, like a horse,
0: Nico. You got to have it. You got to have it. And I'm missing work. You got to, got got to. I'm having
1: to. to adjust and make rides and transportation. And, and, like, I had to adjust my whole schedule for three days. It's the worst. And they don't call you. No. I, give me a call and tell me what's happening. You yeah. you have my car.
0: You see that right there? That says com below me. So oh. on that
1: sour note...
0: <laughs> on that sour note, we're going to jump out <laughs> and end what? this show at com. Uh that- be tuned to shoot. Uh, be, <laughs> be sure to tune in next week. Be tuned to the uh, show. Guys. It's episode 50 <laughs> of Nerd Thug Radio. It's going to be big. It's going to be extravagant. It's going to be glorious.
1: Thanks for listening guys. We always appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great Monday. Same Nerd Thug time. Same Nerd Thug channel.